Yes, we are back once again. It's Saturday morning. You know what that means. It's time for the flagship podcast, True Hill Heat 171. It's a it's no special guest, no Chrissy Love, no top guy JJ. It's gonna be me and the ace in the face of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Romeo Anthony Cologne, breaking down the latest wrestling news, including the giant dud of a finish to AEW Dynamite with Santum. Singh debuting. We're going to be talking about the big shows for tonight, AEW Battle of the Belts 2, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling, Windy City Riot, plus much, much more. Producer, hit the intro. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SB3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 171 Battle Riot, or as our producer just messaged me, back to basics. We're going to be discussing the latest wrestling news, including uh, a weekly recap of all the shows with AEW Dynamite featuring a controversial ending. We're going to be talking about Rampage from last night with the AEW. World title match. You had WWE SmackDown, WWE Raw, NXT 2.0, Impact on Access TV, JCW Paranoid, and Devil in a New Dress. Backstage reactions to the debut at the end of Dynamite. Preview and predictions for AEW Battle of the Belts 2 and New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot tonight, plus much, much more. I am back once again with the ace in the face of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. My right hand man mr romeo anthony cologne what is up everyone how's everyone doing happy saturday morning happy nba playoffs begin today that's awesome um it's a know, beautiful we, day no 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 teams. no, no <laughs> not our teams, but it's a beautiful day because the clippers lost ladies and gentlemen the clippers lost it, the only thing that makes my laker heart feel good is when the teams i hate lose and I'm going to see the Celtics lose to my new team, the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm going to see, I'm going to see, I got to see the Clippers lose and Paul George not even play because he doesn't want to choke in a big time. What a, what a Clipper way to just everything to happen. It's typical Clippers. Typical Clippers, you gotta love it. But yes, we are here to discuss the latest wrestling news, but we want to hear from all of you as well. You know True Hill Heat is always interactive, so let us know in the live chat what you thought about the latest wrestling news from the week, all the weekly shows, as well as your Super Chat donations. We are a self-funded YouTube channel, so it helps us out so much with throwing in a little bit of change to us. It helps us out, and it helps us highlight your comment on screen if you want to hear myself or Romeo's opinion on it. Of course, we got in the live chat joining us one of our mods because one of the benefits of patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat, $3 a month. Not only do you get exclusive content, not only do you get the True Hill Heat prediction championship, you get the opportunity to be one of the mods in the live chat and stand out in your own way. And Vala B is one of our Patreon backers. And he said he gives us a super chat donation. Thank you so much, good brother. Saying nothing like drinking some fight milk uh, for a battle riot. What it is, True Hill Heat Crew, it's your favorite mod in the chat. Thank you, Vala B, for being a supporter and being great. We got... Uh, on Jason. that note, guys, on that note, guys, if you are a patron over on patreon.com slash True Hill Heat, there is a post that says to just write down your YouTube channel URL. So if you just comment on that, 
I'll make you a mod instantly. There you go. It's that simple. We got Jason Michael Campbell with us in the live chat. We also got Frantic World saying, what's up, True Hill Heat in chat. The Negro Buck, Nick Jackson saying, we're live, pal. Sup, everyone. Hope you hope all is well. We hope you're doing well as well. And he also says, Clippers can never deliver. Just just brings a smile to my face. They're like the anti-Amazon. I love That's it. That's going to be me when your new team, the Nets, lose. That's going to be me. It's going to bring a smile on my face. Oh, will you stop? Will you stop? You got to believe. Come on, man. You're you're my family. So you're family with one of the Nets players, you know? So so you got to – it's like three degrees of separation, man. Like you got to you gotta get with the program here. Uh, you gotta I'm a heel. <laughs> You got Ace who says, what's good, SP3 and Romeo? Do y'all think that Rampage should have had a title change last night? We'll answer that when we get to Rampage for sure. Keep those comments coming. Keep those super chats going. As we always like to start off True Hill Heat with our True Hill Roll Call. Shouting out everyone who's supporting us on YouTube, as well as Facebook, <clears throat> Twitter, Instagram, all our social media platforms. First up, the True Hill Trinity. It's the same from last week, our top three conversation starters on the Facebook. Facebook group page is Austin Hartsfield Brown at number three. Number two is Alan Weinstein. And number one is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. I know Top Guy JJ has talked to our top two, and they'll be sending them some a little treat, a little treat for supporting the channel oh so much. So we appreciate you guys and show our appreciation that way. As Who well is this as our- Austin guy? We got we got to get him in the YouTube chat. Where, where are you on the weekends, Austin? Come on, Austin. Like either either if you can't watch us live on Saturday morning, we could watch us on demand. Like we don't have we only have new episodes every Saturday. You got a whole week to catch up. Let us know in the comments because you're missing out on all the love we want to shower you with. Uh we got uh Patreon backers, Vala B, aka Blind Roller. Uh we got Alan Weinstein, Nick Jackson, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, Slam and Sammy Joe, you my boy blue, Yachty. Robert, Steve Salvage, Antoine Rutledge, Fifth Generation Carney, Beep Boop, and DJ Eric. And a special announcement that we got confirmation of this week for anyone who's been a longtime fan of True Hill Heat. You know that we were up on this site for a very long time, but then we took it down. But now it's back. You can get your True Hill Heat apparel, merchandise, t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com this week. True Hill Heat will be reopening our our pay, our PWT store. So you'll get the classic shirts like the True Effing Heels shirt, the OG shirt. You got uh you'll get some uh our Pornhub uh <laughs> variant of True Hills uh, as well. And then we're gonna be putting up some new content like the like the logo that you see, the True Hill Heat logo right behind Romeo's head, as well as more content. Maybe we'll have special ones for shows. You can maybe get a Jimmy Macaram shirt uh with the warning, maybe <laughs> with, with the Jimmy Jimmy Macaram warning shirt, maybe. Maybe we'll get an ace in the face of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel shirt for Romeo. We want to hear your suggestions so let us know in the live chat what type of shirts you want us to see as we reopen our pwts and you can show your support for true hill heat in even bigger ways are you excited romeo yes everyone what are your shirts absolutely absolutely we got in the live chat jason michael campbell saying yeah that's right sp3 i'm going uh brooklyn nets as well only because the lakers aren't there and i'm a huge fan of kevin durant so i hope they win the champ the nba champion 
Smart man. Smart man, that JMC. Smart man, that Jason Michael Campbell. Uh, we also got Nick Jackson saying shout out to the crew for allowing me and Alan Weinstein on Blunt Impact on Thursday. Yes, yes. You guys Another did perk. great. Another perk of the Patreon backers. $3 a month, man. $3 a month. That's simple. That's like that's like just taking taking uh what uh, a dollar a day or not even a dollar a day a quarter a day of the month in three dollars a month you get all those perks including being being able to join us when we don't have you know the full crew on Blunt Impact you can join us you don't even have to have a blunt with you but you can join the crew on screen and uh, Nick Jackson's excited finally the merch is back up for sure uh, we got CM saying yay <laughs> uh, we also got CM saying just take a freeze frame of Nick Jackson those who no no <laughs> absolutely absolutely and ace is saying at least nobody ain't talking about the knicks which who isn't in the playoff so we're coming for you, that bro. draft lottery you watch okay <laughs> moving on swift are you pal <laughs> no we're not we don't have a draft oh yet. that's right oh. Shit. <laughs> hey we gave it all up for that's ad right. and, and russell westbrook that's right no take backs Ah, oh, God. Oh, but let's get into the week in wrestling with first up what we missed. Of course, we start off uh, as per usual with AEW Dynamite, which was a very noteworthy episode of AEW Dynamite in a multitude of ways, Romeo. Uh, they did 977,000 viewers, so down from last week, even though they had the overrun. Uh, the show up against the NBA playing. That is true. That is true. That is a good note to, to add on there. The show was highlighted, though, by CM Punk defeating Penta Oscuro in a really good opener as CM Punk continues to rack up the wins on his way to an AEW world title opportunity. You had Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beat Red Dragon to retain the AEW world tag team titles in a tremendous tag team encounter. I really enjoyed that one. Another tag team match I really enjoyed was Team Taz's Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs defeat Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland in another great tag team match. Ricky Starks feeling like the biggest baby face in his hometown of New Orleans. You had Captain Sean Dean beat MJF thanks to Warlow once again costing the pinnacle in a fun angle win winning Sean Dean by countout. The first countout in AEW Dynamite history. And in the main event you had Samoa Joe defeat Minoru Suzuki to win the R ROH World Television Championship in an absolute hard-hitting banger. And then, and then, <laughs> one of the worst endings in Dynamite history. Not that part. That part was good. And we'll, we are going to share with you, for people who miss AE Ramble, the great uh, alternate ending that we created. <laughs> but uh, the lights went out, and when they came back on, Santam Singh debuted to help Jay Letho and Sanjay Dutt attack Samoa Joe to end the show. It is worth noting the news that came out of this. Fightful Select and Grab City's Will Washington reported that Singh's debut was part of a plan to build up AEW in the Indian market, as well as create a big angle for Eurosport. Discovery owns Eurosport, and Discovery recently merged with Warner Media, the parent company of TBS and TNT. And AEW also has a TV deal with Eurosport and India. 
so the idea was to debut Sing in a big way to create a diverse platform. AEW is expecting to get a lot of media traffic due to the angle to push it going forward. Sing and Sanjay Dutt will be cutting several promos for the Indian market to help solidify the relationship between AEW, Eurosport, and Discovery. And I don't think the media traffic they were expecting they got because there was a lot of negative feedback from this uh, this controversial ending to Dynamite. Fightful Select then reported that they spoke to numerous members of the roster, none of which thought the debut was executed well, and many of which believed that the business side of the decision was a good one. Several members of the roster reacted to the reception from most fans and echoed that the sen the sentiment uh, with multiple, you know, multiple people indicating that it was a matter of circumstances that made it fall flat from the positioning on the show in the main event to the lights off, lights on appearance of Santam Singh. One wrestler said that doing a lights out for an unknown talent isn't optimal and believes it should have been done another way. There's much more to, to unfold with that Santam Singh debut, which we will get into. But Romeo, I first wanted to ask you, what did you think of the show overall from this past Wednesday? You did the great watch along, but give us your thoughts on the show overall before we get into what happened at the ending. It was a, a special night, a special card, a much more special card than what was on Rampage or what's going to be tonight on Battle of the Belts. Like That was a quality card that should have been talked about in a higher regard, but the wet fart ending sort of took all the headlines and really took the spotlight out of everything else. Um, my favorite part of Dynamite was the um, something I wasn't expecting, Starks and Hobbs versus... Swerve and Lee. That was a tremendous tag team match. The tag team match of the night. And uh, besides the match from last night, probably my match of the week. Um, can we show that, that alternate ending we have? Yes. Yeah, see, if if you, AEW Dynamite wanted to end on a proper note, uh, our good friends in the live chat, I believe it was Kid Get Money, but a couple of people echoed the same uh, suggestion that the ending should have went a little something like this. Hit it, Romeo. Beautiful. Great ending. Much, much better. <laughs> end credits. End credits. We just see the title fixture at the end, and it's that's so that's perfect. Like this this had Jimmy Macaram rolling on the floor, and he said, much better ending than what we got, as Jimmy named AE Ramble this past week, dicking the landing because it just fell so flat. But, like, when you look at it, like, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they put their star ratings for the show. The opener with Penta and Punk got three and three quarters. Uh, the tag team title match got four and a half stars. Starks and Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland got four stars. Like, this was... And Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe got four and a quarter. So, you would think on paper... This is like one of the best episodes of Dynamite, but it really shows you how much how you finish really matters because everybody is not talking about all the great matches that they saw. They are talking about that shitty dud ending. It's like sex. The ending matters. It's very true. Very true. Good, good, good <laughs> comparison there. Uh, CM saying no one cares about anything but Taz, uh, Team Taz versus Lee and Swerve. How the fuck did did Swerve do that? Yeah, that that uh, launching off of Keith Lee's chest for the moonsault was 
Chef's Kiss, one of the best spots of the entire week. Uh, we had Yuma Boy Blue saying, good morning, gang. We also got Film Nation BTS reminding us, happy Easter from Film Nation. If you wanted an even bigger uh, reminder that it's uh, Easter weekend, we'll talk about AEW Rampage and the ending yeah. to that Texas Deathmatch. Uh, <laughs> we got Ash Vanash saying, what's up, True Hill Heat family? Jumping in between streams and supporting both WrestleTalk Podcast and the True Hill Heat Wrestling. Y'all tell them in the live chat that's almost over come join us on true hill heat come join the gang as we have some fun talking about the weekend wrestling uh dj eric sands up true hill heat fam checking in from indianapolis indiana aka we, the we, home of the squirrel circle e expo we are the mid card of, of saturday mornings you know between Russell talk then this true hill heat and this grapsity but everyone knows you know even though we're the mid card we are we are the workers we are we steal the show we're, we, we steal the show <laughs> We're the workhorses of Saturday <laughs> of Saturday mornings. We are the workhorse. Do you please believe? Uh, CF said the only thing I thought about the ending was why couldn't murder Grandpa and Joe Merc the Giant? I mean, what a way to debut him! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you uh, get double teamed by these legends and get destroyed? Get destroyed on your first night on the on the on the job. That, you know what? That, that's fantasy booking, but I would love that. Hey, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at Joe all. Joe and Suzuki. Oh my god, the team up, right? The combat club, right there for you. The Absolutely, Samoan combat club. <laughs> the Samoan Japanese combat club. <laughs> that's that's like that's like the best of both worlds, right there. Uh, we we gotta cut. Continue talking about this uh, Santum Singh uh, ending here, as there's more notes to get to. There was some optimism from uh, some within AEW that Fightful spoke to, with everyone uh, they heard from indicating that they'd heard since the debut that it was a business move to help the company in India. Still, none of the roster that uh, Fightful heard back from felt the execution was the way it should have been one indicated that if accelerating the market in india would help out their salary come contract renewal time they're willing to accept a bad debut uh fightful also spoke with multiple wrestlers who have trained with Singh or seen him train one stated that he's been doing good so far and has been training every day for the last eight months and has some tricks up his sleeve that will surprise some people all of those uh all of those that fightful spoke to have claimed Singh has a good attitude and a willingness to learn and has been uh, working very hard. It is important to note that when polling talent backstage regarding a segment, much of it is subjective and it only reflects those Fightful heard from as opposed to the locker room in a general sense. And Tony Khan, Tony Antoine Khan, he spoke to Busted Open Radio on Friday to discuss the reaction to Santum Singh's debut and on the debut, uh, getting a poor reaction. Uh, he said, and I quote, I could have done it better. It's one of those things I wish I had done done it differently because the fans are always going to be right. So if the fans don't like whoa, something. Whoa, whoa. Always? Always. Always. It's always, always right. They're always right. Sometimes there is something where you're trying to get heat. So if you're in a trying to get heat situation, people aren't always going to love it. But there are things about it that I probably should have done differently. Now that I see in hindsight, to be honest, it wasn't my idea to turn the lights out. And But I am the ultimate filter and who everything goes through. I put the <laughs> outline of the show together. And when it came in Wednesday, I thought it was the best outline I had 
ever put together. One of them, at least. It was as strong wrestling as you can fit into the program. And I thought up until that that point, the show was excellent. That was the one thing we went off on. Uh, people might not like not might have not liked that. Uh, Phantom is an important person for us. It was important to debut him in a meaningful way and to show that with Jay Lethal, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And on turning out the lights for debuts, he said, and I quote, at the same time, turning the lights off for somebody people didn't recognize. It's a great point. To be honest, the person who brought, who brought off, uh, who brought up turning off the lights has been, has been in the business for over 30 years. Uh, when, when they brought it up to me, I was only looking at the pros, but I should have looked at the cons because that is my job as the person who decides what goes in. And Pun intended? <laughs> Tony Khan should have looked at the cons? Puns. Puns all over the place. Who filters out these ideas. We have all these people in the room, and somehow not one person brought up the negative. When we did it, all the negatives were very obvious. So... What did you? Th- what do you think about all this fallout with AEW making this decision to debut Santos Singh in the main event because it's going to be very important to the Indian market as well as to their partnership with Warner Media now that the merger has what went down with Discovery as well as the backstage reaction kind of echoing what the fans thought before we get into what Tony Khan had to say. I understand what you're trying to do uh, with for that market. It should not close what was a good show. It should not get the lights on, lights off treatment at all. I'm looking at these uh, YouTube video clip numbers. That clip has about 770,000 views, which appears to be the highest viewed video of that Dynamite. Yeah. But um, is it for all the right reasons? I don't know. I don't think they care. <laughs> they'll take the views however they'll get them. Hey, the, I, I heard it's it's no such thing as bad publicity. I have heard that uh, from someone who uh, criticizes AEW often. <laughs> That's the irony. Um, and getting into that, what we're talking about with what Tony Khan said, I, I kind of wish he didn't say most of that stuff because it just makes it more frustrating. Uh, number one, you're throwing someone under the bus. Clearly, you're not mentioning my name, but you are offering hints. Thirty years in the business. Uh, second of all, you are. You're right. You're the final say. So if you don't like something, say something. Do something. You are the head honcho. Listen to your. Listen to yourself. Um. Yeah. It's. It's just. What do you think? What do you think about what a Tony Khan said? I mean, what Tony Khan had to say, it's just like, I, I got I got the message from Jimmy Macaram, everyone's favorite on AE Ramble, and oh. he was like, this guy makes it so easy for me to hate him. He just, That's all he had to He's say. He's an egomaniac. He was like, he had, to, whenever it's something good, he takes all the credit. He's all up in the videos, dancing and stuff, dancing in the front round like he's Diddy. And when he's, when it's something wrong, it's always someone else that came up with the idea. But he is the guy. He's the end all be all. I think that he should have emphasized more that he is the person that is to blame and not, he shouldn't have even mentioned that it was somebody else's idea. He is the ultimate filter. 
yeah, that's bad leadership. That doesn't come off very well. Then that's this is what we've criticized Vince McMahon for years. For year, Vince McMahon and the fans we've blamed for years because the fans are very, very easily want to say, oh, Vince is that, he's out of touch, but then when Vince comes out, no chance, that's what we got, we sing <laughs> along with the song and stuff, so it's like a double standard that we have for Vince McMahon, and it, you could see that uh, Tony Khan has that own double standard for himself, when it's a good idea, he wants to take the credit, when it's a bad idea, <laughs> it's someone that's been in the business for 30 years, that's ridiculous <laughs> to me. Uh, yeah, and you know, Vince also has a lot of yes men who say yes, yes, yes to his ideas, and don't criticize him or tell him, "Hey, this is not a good idea." Um, Tony Khan has to has to learn that too. Like in the reverse, that you know, yeah, somebody else may be offering something, but it's not always the better idea. I don't care how much experience they have. Trust your gut. And Ashford Nash makes a great point. Make him a babyface. Why debut him as a heel? I'd never understand that when you're trying to get into the Indian market. Why you would have this guy? be a heel like i understand the connection to sanjay dutt and he's probably going to be this guy's probably still going to need to you know kink out the keeks gain some experience so i think we might see him on dynamite but i think a lot of his wrestling might go down in ring of honor if ring of honor is going to be a true developmental for for you you need that type of guy who you want to be a star on aew you need him to have a few matches in roh to get that experience for himself that's what it should be used for but i just don't understand why it's make him a make him a heel right off the bat how, how does that make sense don't don't have high hopes for this folks um you, you saw how stiff he moved on wednesday just throwing joe into the the ring steps this this he might have a couple of surprises line i heard was hilarious like well, how am i going to be surprised you know what surprises me is his basketball stats that surprised me yes uh, give, give him give him those uh stats how many games did he play in the in the g league I'm trying to load it right now. Why don't you uh, uh, let's read some comments? Yeah, okay. we got uh, you, my boy Blue, in the live chat saying new weekly segment pros and cons. <laughs> you you might be on to something. You might be on to something that might that might have to replace the the as the Cody verse turns since we we had the season finale last week. You might you might have just came up with a new one. <laughs> we got in the live chat. Thank you so much, Alan Weinstein. Big super chat donation saying happy Saturday, True Hill Heat on GP for the war chest. Yes, thank you so much. As we we're we're, we're building it up, and you, you got to save some of that some of that cheddar because I know Alan Weinstein, you're gonna want to get one of your True Hill Heat shirts if you didn't if you missed the introduction to the show. Our PWT uh, store is going to be reopened this week, so you can get some of the old gear, the True Effing Heels, the Porn Hub uh, shirts for True Hill Heat, and then we're gonna have some new material. And I still need your suggestions in the live chat on what type of merch shirts uh hoodies you want from true hill heat from us whether it's a a show logo maybe a, a nx3 t-shirt maybe a dark power t-shirt maybe a, a ae ramble t-shirt we already got the suggestion of the jimmy macaram warning shirt so we got that on there <laughs> ash Vanash uh saying dude i'm indian and even i'm questioning this decision so He's he's trying to go for the Ashvanash of the world, Ashvanashes of the world, and even that they're <clears> puzzled <throat> by this whole decision. I got the stats. Yes, let's hear it. He played twenty-seven games in the G League between two years. He shot forty percent. He's a center. 
All his shots should be layups or dunks. In the paint. He should be within 15 feet of the basket. Um, In those 27 games, he had about 38 rebounds. He's seven foot two. He had two blocks. That's it. In 27 oh, games. Oh, we, we heard before. I think the stat we said before on Believe in Pro Wrestling this week was zero blocks. So he had two that was blocks. Zero in, that was zero in one season. Oh, okay. He has two blocks in one season. <laughs> Jesus. Seven oh, foot two. You should get a block just from going like that, putting your hands up. That That's the definition of tall for nothing. <laughs> tall oh. for nothing. Guys, he's not a good athlete. This is going to be rough. This is the guy they were they were promoting as. He's the first Indian-born uh, player to get drafted to the NBA. This man was in the G League and did absolutely nothing. He never even won against the, the best players in the world. He went against the the secondary best players in the world. And that's what he offered? Never saw a minute in the NBA. I mean, I hope he never sees a minute on AEW Dynamite after this week. Um, no, I'm I'm willing to give him a chance. I am willing Dynamite to give him a chance. a chance. I'm just saying, yeah. limit your expectations. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we got Will Chisholm who says, it's crazy how people give Tony a pass for that 30 years in the business shit. It scares me when Jimmy's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it should scare all of you. It should scare everyone. You should be shaking in your boots when Jimmy's right. Everyone should be scared when Jimmy Bakarab is the voice of reason. <laughs> can, I, can I mention an achievement that our channel has reached that I didn't even notice? Yes. 25,000 hours of watch time from you what? guys. Wow. Wow. What? What? Uh, man, the, the growth of this channel, we had Andrew Thompson kind of talk about it because he's been on the show a few times, but that's huge. We thank you all for supporting us, for joining us. You don't understand, like, we appreciate you subscribers, you viewers of the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. If you watch any of the shows, we, we really kind of transformed the channel where we, uh, when we first came on the channel and kind of expanded it with a whole bunch of review shows at the end of 2019. Now it's a lot of like watch alongs but your support is so so important and we appreciate it so so much that is huge Twenty five thousand watch hours a lot you guys, of time you spent with us you guys have watched a lot of true hill here and we love you for it uh we got you my boy blue saying gotta make the blunt impact shirt with the blunt too <laughs> like absolutely absolutely maybe we get blunt impact rolling paper that's the next <laughs> move that is the next move that's the next move. Uh, thank you so much, Vala B, with another Super Chat donation. He says, a t-shirt collage of all the best meme graphics jobs from Romeo. That is a clutch. That's a clutch that's in there. The cookout shirt. We need the cookout shirt. Yes. That's, uh, I, I'm calling. That's, that's my one. That's my one. You guys. <laughs> you got to give, give Johnny the cookout shirt so we can have the cookout shirt. Let's get this shirt while we're at it, too. Oh yes! Oh yes! That is that is like my all time favorite uh, Tony Khan, and that gets people every single time. So yes, those two 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 meme shirts, 
Yes. Uh, we got Negro Buck saying tall for nothing indeed. Uh, we also got Vala B with another Super Chat donation. Thank you so much, good brother. We appreciate your support. It helps us out so much. And he says, you want to get us Indians to buy into watching AEW. Just give us more Hardys. We still go crazy for Hardys. My cousins started watching wrestling again because they reunited. And uh, more Darby, too. So... We, we got the Indian market here. We got Vala B. We got Ash Vinash. You need to watch some True Hill Heat, Tony, and you can get some good suggestions. Keep killing the Hardys, I guess. Keep killing Darby. <laughs> I mean, Darby love it. <laughs> Darby's going to get killed on uh, Wednesday when he has the coffin match, so... Who knows? Uh, we got our producer in the back end saying, I'm partial to Cody MLK uh, Malcolm X shirt. So he wants that. <laughs> give us your favorite memes. Yes, give us your favorite memes that you want to be shirts. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. Uh, Vala B, we got Negro Bucks saying, Blunt Impact Rolling Papers. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> We got Annika saying the cookout shirt. Yes, please. Uh, we got we got CM saying get Cody's permission to sell the make him say oh. No, 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 no. Yes, and CM saying oh, just a black shirt with C H K in white letters. CM is ruthless. I love it. I love how ruthless she is. She is. She what is really. She yeah. She has really embraced the heel of it all. She 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 joined us over on uh, Degrassi Dudes yesterday, where we talked about Saved by the Bell, and she said that although Zach Morris is trash, he's not more trash than Ashley Curran. So I appreciate you, CM, oh. for keeping it real. Um, worse. <laughs> uh, and CM says, if CHK watches, he's gonna get so mad. <laughs> Guys, we are. Uh- I love AE Ramble. It is the most honest AEW review out there. It is so entertaining. If you guys don't watch it on Thursdays, at least watch it on demand. It is it is unlike any other AEW review out there. Let's put it like that. That's the best way to describe it. Yes, the most honest and unlike any other AEW Dynamite review that you will watch on YouTube. But speaking of AEW, we also had last night what we missed, AEW Rampage, which had a big, the biggest match in AEW Rampage history as Hangman Adam Page defeated Adam Cole to retain the AEW world title in an awesome Texas death match with Page putting a crown of thorns on Cole's head on Good Friday and followed followed it up with a dead eye off the apron through a damn table. He also had the Blackpool Combat Club beat the Gun Club in a fun little opener after Willa Yuta pinned Billy Gunn. He also had Ruby Soho defeated Robin Renegade, who failed to do twin magic with her twin sister, Charlotte, to advance to the Owen Hart Foundation. Yes, uh, on, on our foundation women's tournament. Uh, Romeo, your thoughts on Cole versus Paige and the outrage that we saw from pretty much the anti-AEW fans anyway of the finish with the crown of thorns. Tremendous match, as you would expect. Um, I don't know. Is it all anti-AEW fans? Because I understand. I understand if you're offended by this. I understand if you're not offended by this. Um. It goes both ways. I could see why people would be offended by that. So in that sense, like, why why do that? Why why do something that's going to alienate some people, some of your viewers? I, I don't understand. 
I don't mind it personally, but I can under I could see why people would be offended by that. It just boggles my mind. Why would you do that? As someone who went to Catholic school and been to a lot <laughs> of church in my lifetime, I'm sorry that pop means so so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all. I appreciate Hangman Adam Page for doing that. I appreciate Adam Cole for agreeing with it. Sometimes controversy creates cash. And uh, like we said before with the Santum Singh, there's no such thing as good or bad publicity. Like, it just is what it is. It's going to get people talking. People are going to watch the highlight and get offended or get not offended and wonder why. And it, mind you, the reason why I'm saying it's the anti-AEW brigade, or as our producer is telling us in the background, it's the bots. It's the damn bots. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, um, you you got to do stuff that's going to get people talking. This is going to get people talking at the end of the day. And it was such a tremendous match. It's not that serious. But the reason why I say it's the anti-AEW fans is because Road Dog Jesse James, Brian James, commented on it and saying, oh, would they do this with any other religion? This man worked for a company where Vince McMahon challenged God to a tag team matchup. Where Vince McMahon took holy water and spit it out of his mouth like he was <laughs> Triple H. He was a part of the company when The Undertaker hung uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on a damn cross. Like, like when all of those stuffs happened... People didn't get outraged. People didn't be like, oh, I'm not watching. I'm not a fan anymore. I'm embarrassed to be a fan. They didn't say any of that. I just feel like there are certain things about today's society where I'm just like, y'all are just really overly sensitive. This is overly sensitive. This is wrestling. It's not meant to be taken that seriously. So I don't think it's alienating fans. It's really just pointing out who are the ones that are just really overly sensitive when they watch professional wrestling. Yeah, but um, still, we're talking about that instead of what was a great match, you know? Hey, I, I'm talking about that great match. There was so many fun spots in that match, like Cole clotheslining Paige with a, with a chain. That was yeah, great. That was cool. uh, you had the barbed wire at the end where he, where he didn't want to use the steel chair, and then he untied Cole, and then Cole hit the low blow. That actually was the only time in the match where I thought Cole was going to win. Yes, because I was it, fucking nervous, man. I was like... Don't tell me because if he would have lost after that, Hangman Page would have went from being, you know, he would have looked like a dumbass, a dumb baby face. And I was like, thank God. They swerved me there. That was good stuff. They swerved that me. Was, that was a great finish and a great little, like, it showed that that Hangman is still an honorable baby face. But at the same time, you, you can't just get over on, like, Cole has basically won all of his matches with that low blow. So that was just a great uh, call for that finish there. Uh, we got Will. And Chizzy the Dead Eye is one of the coolest moves out there. It's when he uses it to finish a match, I, I always pop. Yeah, and the fall away slam on the stack of on the stack yeah. of chairs. Then the super the, yo Cole's got the most precise super kick in the game because that that was I don't think that was a planned blade job. I think he was really busted open after that super kick on the moonsault because like the way he was bleeding, he bled more from the chin than Cole did on an actual blade job on his head. Yeah, that super kick by Cole to Hangman with the moonsault to the outside, rough. <laughs> what about um? All those people who um, are uh, down on Adam Cole right now is, is losing a lot. 
Um, I, th- I mean, he's lost three times, but I, I think that Cole's perfectly fine because it's all about the lead up to this feud with Kenny Omega and the elite versus the super elite uh, versus the undisputed elite. That's what we're really waiting yeah. for. And I that's still think when- that's a ways away, though. What would be next for Cole right now? I'm not too sure, but I think that I think that Kenny Omega is going to be back in the summer. I don't right. think that we're, we're all out is going to happen without Kenny Omega being involved. So maybe the announcement on on uh, Wednesday is not what we think it is, but we'll talk about what uh, the reports are saying as far as that announcement when we get to the news rundown. But maybe it's something like the trio championships and Cole and Red Dragon. That might that might be the reason why they lost two big title matches this week as well as at revolution because they're saving their big title win for being the first ever trios champions if that's coming sooner than later that that would be a a, a good way to uh kick the three of them again i agree i agree we got in the live chat will chisholm saying in need of as the cody verse turn uh shirt that's a good one that's a good idea that <laughs> You might have to write that down too, Romeo, to send that graphic to uh, to our boy, uh, uh, our producer, Baby Seth. We got the Negro Bucks saying at SP3, but who is more trash, Ashley Kerman or Laura Winslow? Ooh, this is like the toughest question. I don't know who Ashley, uh, Ashley, I know you guys know, but I'm going to say Laura. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Kerwin is a trash person from Degrassi, but right. I'm, I am, I am. I'm going to have to go with Laura Winslow yes. because the more I think about it, the more I get more annoyed by Laura deciding to finally get with Steve when he made a whole damn clone to make Stefan his own person. And she's going out with Stefan and then she decides, you know what? I'm going to give Steve a chance. You are a scumbag. You're a scumbag, Laura Winslow. That's all I got to say. Agreed. Oh, God, she she gets on my nerves so, so much. Uh, CM saying, the level of douchebags, uh, one, CHK, two, <laughs> can, can Canada Dry, a.k.a. Aubrey, three, Ashley Kerwin, five, four, Zach Morris, five through ten, CHK, again. Damn, five to ten and one. There we go. Uh, we got uh, MCAS saying SP3 was spitting fire on the AEW women's division last night on SK. I was because Rick pissed me off with the same complaint that I keep hearing from people. Oh, AEW needs two women's matches. No, you are missing You are missing the whole entire complaint. It's We need more effort in what they're already doing. We can't ask them to do something that logistically... When you have like 75 to 80 guys and you got 20 women, does it make sense to have two women's matches when you're neglecting like, what, 70% of your roster by doing that? No, but we need more effort in the promo segments, in the vignettes that we get. And we need to spread out throughout the whole entire show, not two women's matches. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually, I'm sure. The more women they sign, the more feasible that is. We need more effort in what they're already doing because there's no effort at all. And especially this past week, that shit was ridiculous. Okay, I'm on your side. Thank you. I'm sorry. He, as far he, as that he, goes. He reminded me that Rick said that. And I was just like, why? Why are we still on this? This, this is not the right complaint. You know, Jade, Marina, Shafir, dead few that nobody cares about. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. Indeed. Uh, we got CM saying the Christians were upset. Yeah, the, the Christians. Christians. Never uh, had a church a day in their lives. 
Oh, we got Ella Weinstein saying, uh, so it was a little flat until main event. That main event was insane. The dead eye through the table to finish. It was amazing. I thought the opener was really fun on Rampage too. I love the Blackpool Combat Club. Do you think the Blackpool yes. Combat Club is the best story in AEW right now? Fuck. You should have never asked me that because we're going to go down a rabbit hole. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. I'm one of the few people, <clears throat> maybe the only person. Maybe just singular. The only person who does not like this new version of the Blackpool Combat Club. I think it's. I think both Danielson and and Moxley have been brought down. Brought, the duo was much better than the trio. I think that match with Yuta and Moxley is overrated. What did Meltzer give it? Four and You're three ridiculous. You are in three quarters. Yes, I, I deserved it. it. I saw it. Deserved it. I saw it. It's it. not a four and three quarters match. Yes, it was. No, it was not. Yes, it was. He's just. What, really what did you rate it? What would you rate it? Four. Let's hear your star rating. Four. You you are you are underrating it. That's giving him credit. You know, I'm not. I, I, really I, I was in the middle. I went four and a half. That's what I. All mean. right. Well, you. That's why. That's why I. I do the star ratings. You're better than most. Um. Wheeler Yuta is just a—he's a—he's a dork. He's a dweeb, and he bring—he doesn't go. He doesn't go with Moxley and Danielson, who are legit badasses. It brings them down. I don't like this. This Blackpool uh, Combat Club is doomed. Doomed as long as he's in it. We need someone else. Something. Something to spice things up. This is not good. Your Wheeler Yuta hate is like the most. Annoying and he botched thing. that pin at the end. But also. You 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 you're willing you no that was Billy Gunn's fault. You're willing <laughs> you to hate is so ridiculous. It's it's probably more ridiculous than your love of Charlotte Flair, and that's saying a lot. Wow, now you really confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? We got a super chat donation from Vala B. Thank you so much, Vala B. You are bringing it this this morning. We appreciate it. Saying, say what you will about that crown of thorns finish. Hangman beat the living shit out of Cole, as promised, because Cole didn't deserve the title shot. Hangman did not fuck around this time around. Yeah, I love I love that extra aggression from Hangman. And I love how he has delivered nothing but bangers in his AEW world title match. But, you know, I talked about it last night on SK, and I'll ask you, Romeo, where are you on Hangman Page's overall AEW World Title reign? Because I get both sides, and I'm come, I'm somewhat in the middle, where I think that everything that he's had to offer, he's delivered, and he's knocked out the park. Like every one of his matches has been different. The Broadway with Danielson at Winter Is Coming, that bloodbath that they had at the beginning of the year, then his two matches with Cole, where it was kind of like a ROH War of Attrition at revolution then this one was like the the bonkers pwg style no rules type of matchup then you had the the dante martin kind, kind of like sprint match that he had after revolution and then the the texas death match which was very unique with the top rope being eliminated and making it difficult for him to hit the buck the buckshot lariat all of his matches have been different all of them have been bangers in their own way but i also understand that aew this year in general have not made their champions feel important like at all so i can understand where people are like they're down and feel like the title reign hasn't been memorable where do you stand Romeo? by the way let's have a moratorium on texas death matches for a while here please I'm, i I love them but it's too yeah that's already too much in such a little time um, i've become a bigger fan of hangman page throughout this title run personally uh, I think he's delivered definitely 
in ring, uh, the stuff that is not his fault is Tony Khan's fault. And that's where the criticisms, the cons of Tony Khan come out because Hangman Page, you know, who, who looks who looks like a bigger deal as champion? Hangman Page or Jade Cargo? Jade Cargo. Britt Baker also was a when she was Britt, champion. Britt Baker. And even she, at the tail end of her run, it was getting kind of like stale and she wasn't getting the proper amount of attention that she really needed. And then don't get me started on how they've been treating Thunder Rosa since she won the title. Like All, all the previous champions before Hangman Page, world champions, got treated like a bigger deal than him. I and, do agree. And the next champion, uh, whoever you think it's going to be, is going to get treated like a bigger deal also. Very fair. Very right. Uh, we got Ashford Nash saying, wow, I'm astonished that the barbed wire crown spot uh, got so much heat, yet nobody referenced that the dead man hung Big Boss Man and crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what we're here for, Ashford Nash. We're here to mention that. Different times. Back in my day. Back in my day, nobody said a goddamn thing about it, about, about Raven putting Sandman with a crown of thorns. What you talking about? Uh, Kurt uh, Angle got offended. We we also got CM who says Laura was a teenage girl. Ashley was a jackass. No, Laura was a jackass too. CM, don't 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 give me that that you gotta you gotta protect your black woman. Yeah, I understand no. that. I understand I understand protecting uh, protecting our black woman because I'm always for that. But Laura Winslow was scumbag. She was wrong. Just saying that. CM says AEW needs more Nyla Rose being Nyla Rose cake and violence surprise bit. That was she made she made the best of that awful segment that they booked her in. <laughs> oh man, cake in the face. Who booked this shit? Who booked this shit? Did Vince, did Vince take the book from Tony on Wednesday? Like that and the ending? Come on. Uh, Nick Jackson saying, here comes Romeo with the Yuta hate. Yes. <laughs> we also got. We also got Josh saying four and a half for me, and I barely like Yuta's. Like, come on, you elaborate that, Josh. Elaborate that. Elaborate on that, Josh. You barely like Yuta, so you must barely like this Blackpool Combat Club. Then, come on, Josh. He's got the shirt. He loves. He loves Blackpool. He does. He does have the shirt. He says Romeo put respect on the Blackpool Combat Club. I do. I do. They're the best thing in AEW. Uh, says Romeo is a bot. First time I've heard that, folks. Not the first time. Let's go. Let's go. Um, CM says, did Laura expose a teen pregnancy? That. <laughs> All right. You got me there. Ashley Kerwin did do that. Didn't do that in front of the whole school. Uh, you, my boy, Blue says Laura was grown by the end of the show. Yes, she she knew what she was doing. Exactly. Way more grown. Ashley Kerwin was still in high school feeling petty. Laura Winslow was a grown-ass person that made her grown-ass friend, who has always been there for her, the best friend she could have possibly get, make a whole entire clone of himself to make the, the person that she really wanted to be with Stefan, and then decided, you know what, I'm gonna go with that guy that made a whole goddamn clone of himself to, to please me. What? <laughs> who wrote this shit, Bruce? <laughs> who wrote this? <laughs> Like, please, please, someone talk to me. Someone tell me how this makes sense. Uh, we got to talk about the other show from last night. Yeah, WWE SmackDown. They had RK Bro, except the uh, challenge of the Usos for a winner takes all tag team championship unification match for WrestleMania Backlash on May 8th. In the main event, Riddle defeated Jimmy Uso with a mid air RK 
KO out of the, the Samoan Uso uh, drop. That was a great spot. And Randy Orton made it even better. With I love this. This enthusiastic babyface Orton is like the best thing about RK, RK Bro right now. Uh, we also had new SmackDown interviewer Drew Gulak. Yes, one of the best technical wrestlers in the company is now a backstage interviewer, but he was attacked by SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair and put in the figure eight where he had to quit uh, before Charlotte would let him go. Uh, he also had Rhea Ripley beat Naomi in a very fun matchup. I really enjoyed that match. They showed very good chemistry. Romeo, you do the review over on Daily Slam, so go over and check that out when this stream is done. But tell us what your highlight of the night was. I'm gonna sound biased, but Charlotte Flair, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, uh, and Drew Gulak. Uh, that was random, out of nowhere, but I enjoyed it. And and now I want to see a match between Charlotte and Drew Gulak. I think I'm more intrigued by that right now than Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Uh, make it happen. Have Charlotte start wrestling the men. This is a great start. Have the men better be shaking in their boots. Shaking in their boots if Charlotte Flair's joining, gonna have mix it up with the men's division and win some titles there. Come on, let's do it, Vince. I love it. The first intergender universal champion, Charlotte Flair. Oh, Charlotte and Roman, can you imagine? We, we talk about Charlotte Flair and she appears. She appears. She appears. She's like, she's she's talking about my, is she talking about my girl? My girl, Charlotte Flair. I'm the princess. Um, <laughs> All the world. Harlem world in the house. You say Charlotte Flair and she will appear and she got her feet in the camera now. But yes, <laughs> I, I did enjoy that segment. I'm not going to front like I didn't. Uh, well, people Drew say poor Gulak, but now he's on TV. Maybe he can make something out of this. I don't know. He just shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I, I said the same thing on SK. I say this is an opportunity for him to deliver in a in in a way so he can do something more. We should also talk about what happened before the show, the dark match with uh, your boy L. A. Knight now being a manager for Mace. And he said that Mace is going to be a part of the Knight Models. Uh, incorporated or something like that he's got his own management group uh now that's gonna have mace and i guess he's mace as a model because he had this whole new look looking all dapper <laughs> don with la knight so what do you think about la knight the manager oh, sounds like stealing robert stone's gimmick and that's not any good in nxt either um la knight is a manager <sighs> i don't know like uh, listen i'm not the biggest fan of la knight in ring, but out of the ring, he can talk. He can talk with the best of them. I, I have zero faith in Mace, though. Can we put LA Knight with someone else if we do that? So I have mixed feelings about that. And it feels like a lot of modeling gimmicks over last week. And that might be because I watch NXT 2.0, which is a great segue to talk about that show as well. We got in the live chat, uh, Nick Jackson saying he's managing Mace with the throw-up emoji. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, we we just we just report the news, ladies and gentlemen. We're not here. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, Annika, that did pop me as well. Randy Orton jumping in the ring before the one, two, three was hilarious. Like I was like, what are you doing, Orton? 
I felt like he was gonna do the, the 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 when he jumped up in the air and he touched his toes. I thought he was gonna do that again. <laughs> he looked so excited. And the rough should the rough should have got him out the ring. He counted the pin anyways. And the the promo exchange between him and the Usos, it's like he got fired up at what the Usos said because the Usos cut a damn good promo. And then Orton was just like, you know what? I'm fired up too. He was like, the big dog done let you off, let his bitches yeah. off the leech. <laughs> And they bleep assholes, but the bitches, bitches was okay. Yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> it's Orin. It's Orin. He's like, been here for 20 years. He's an institution. It's okay. Uh, we got Ashford Nash saying Randy Orton is such a good baby face, just like FTR. Yeah, it's it's surprising. You We thought that this was going to be like a heel stable or FTRKO, and now both of them are just great baby faces on separate shells. Mm-hmm. FTR, best tag team in the world. Ashford also saying LA Knight just got the Adam Cole main roster gimmick. Yes, this is probably what Adam Cole was going to do if he didn't leave. Now that that would have been much more upsetting. Absolutely. But like I said, a good segue to talk about NXT 2.0 from this week. They did 610,000 viewers. And speaking of model gimmicks, you had Pretty Deadly, the Sick Freedom Roy of NXT 2.0. They defeated uh, four other teams in a five-team gauntlet to determine new NXT Tag Team Champions after the release of Nash Carter and MSK relinquishing the gold. After a gutsy performance from the Creed Brothers, who were great babyfaces in this one eliminating three of their four uh, competing tag teams. You also had Natalia made her return to NXT by attacking her biggest fan, Cora Jade. (laughs) (laughs) You also had Mandy Rose beat uh, Dakota Kai to retain the NXT Women's Championship thanks to Toxic Attraction. And then she was super soaked that hole from Wendy Chu and uh, (laughs) Wendy Chu and that soldier. Wendy Chu and that soldier. Wendy Chu! Cameron Grimes defeated Sola Sequoia uh, to retain the North American Championship. And then they were attacked by Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. What was the highlight from your favorite show, Romeo, NXT 2.0? Definitely more favorite than SmackDown, I'll tell you that much. And SmackDown has my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, two highlights for me on NXT. One, I love Natalia in NXT. Uh, she played a hero role great there, even though she's still on SmackDown, apparently. Um, I like that Natalia's going to stick around on NXT and and try to get something out of these women because Cora Jade could use some getting something out of you know. Um, and when she walked through that locker room, I was like, "Who the fuck are all these people?" All right. <laughs> uh, hopefully, if you're gonna have Natalia there, you know you have less space for some others. So maybe you could call up Io Shirai, perhaps. Jeez, well, she hasn't been on the show in two weeks. It's like, where is she? And the other highlight is the Creed Brothers, folks. If you're not watching, uh, if you, you don't watch NXT, I understand. But the Creed Brothers are one of the best parts of NXT. Um, hopefully, they can have the same success on the main roster. Make Vince McMahon care about tag team wrestling again. Um, the Creed Brothers delivered in that match. They 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 made the most out of the te- the teams they were in there with. Pretty deadly. I haven't seen them wrestle much from NXT UK. Uh, apparently, they are a decent working tag team. Their look might throw some people off, uh, but hey. Congrats hey, to them. You need Siegfried and Roy. The Siegfried and Roy of NXT 2.0. Uh, they just need a tiger in there. <laughs> Bring out a tiger to the ring. Uh, the Creed Brothers, they have potential. Uh, I know you you read my uh, top 10 uh, best tag teams in the business today, and you asked me why the Creed Brothers weren't there. They're still green. They're getting there, though. They're if I did top 20. They would probably be in the top 20. That was a great very... performance by them on Wednesday. 
Yeah, they 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 showed a lot there. That that was probably their best performance yet as a tag team because they sold they sell because that was the one thing that they were missing as far as like for me to be like even consider them in the top twenty is I haven't really seen them have to sell, but they sold exhaustion very well. You know who else pre- impressed me as well as Sadie Nyangi? If you want to go check out our NXT 2.0 review over on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Brooks, uh, Brids and Jensen. Yes, they were very good in that matchup as well. Out of nowhere, yeah, I was like, I was like the virgin and the and the beer <laughs> drinker. I was like, oh wow, you guys really showed me something here. Yeah, well, it was fun to see. Uh, the Creed Brothers might they may have had made them look too like they took an ass whooping that not even Hulk Hogan has gotten before. Like they were kicking out of everything. It was it, it was, might have been a bit too much, but still good performance yeah. by them. Yes, uh, Ace saying the Creed Brothers should have won the NXT Tag Team Titles. I like them setting them up for the chase. Yeah. That's gonna get more people yeah. behind them in a way. I feel like I feel like that's the better decision. Uh, Vala B saying Creed Brothers, don't you mean authors of Plane? Come on, that was good though. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't apply to those guys. He's like, I like the I like the guys though. Yes, I like it, but uh. I'd use that for like Wheeler Wheeler Yuta or something like that. That's it don't get no play. Will, st- will you stop with this Wheeler Yuta hate? Uh we got we got Anako says what in the blaze of glory so pretty <laughs> deadly. We also got CM says what in the Millie Vanilli. You guys are so good. <laughs> You guys, you guys have better jokes than us sometimes. I really <laughs> appreciate y'all. Uh, we got Volabi saying Siegfried and Roy. Now those are names I haven't heard in years. <laughs> I love how on fire. I love how people have brought that brought your catchphrase to like other chats. <laughs> if I'm on like Wrestle Talk, I'll see it sometimes. You'll love to see it. Yes. If I use it, though people will call me out, be like, Romeo brought that back. Like, yes, yes. Let's yes. go. <laughs> Uh, moving on to WWE Raw, they did 1.803 million viewers, which is down from last week's record over uh, 2 million of, you know, their best in over a year, but still pretty good, 1.8 million. Uh, the show featured Cody Rhodes on Miz TV in a very good promo exchange with The Miz. He then defeated The Miz in his first Raw match in six years and then was challenged by Seth Rollins for a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash, which he accepted you had Sonya Deville name herself the first challenger for Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship in a nice little angle there and you also had RK Bro beat Alpha Academy and then the Usos defeat the Street Profits to set up their title unification match uh talking about this last segment here with Sonya Deville and Bianca Belair what did you think about that segment and what do you think about Sonya Deville using her power to target black women <laughs> I mean, you look at her hit list. I'm just saying, nothing but, nothing but black women. I'm just uh, saying, watch your back, Sasha. Watch your back. I don't care for that. They they wanna they wanna they wanna weak. You know, they they always do this after WrestleMania. They always put someone weak in there against a champion, and it's just filler. Whatever. What I want to talk about is um Cody Rhodes and and the Miz. Like I don't know, like. If they're doing this on purpose with Cody Rhodes saying wrestling instead of sports entertainment, saying uh, belt instead of title championship, The Miz was great countering that. It was so Vince McMahon. Are they doing that on purpose to make Cody seem different from everything else? Or you think that was just Cody being Cody? 
I think uh, Meltzer kind of alluded to the fact that he says like it's it's more of them trying to present Cody as an outsider, and that's why Meltzer kind of feels like they should do the Rose versus Reigns match probably a lot faster than people think they should because Cody's only going to feel like an outsider for oh so long. Before long, he's just going to feel like one of the guys again. But you heard that reaction from that Detroit crowd. He got the biggest baby face reaction. I love the juxtaposition between him and the Miz. I thought that was the perfect person for him to have his first promo exchange with and i think that seth rollins a guy that has been the rally flag for wwe over the last couple of years is the perfect first well, feud for for uh for cody there so they also the it, dark match after smackdown yeah and uh i love seth rollins uh in the dark match say uh telling the fans they can only sing or they can sing his song or they can chant cody they can't do both and then the fans was like oh, oh cody 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 <laughs> i wish they would have went like, like Co cody cody come on you gotta oh, be clever you gotta be clever have cody man. win money in the bank in that stadium and then have him make the challenge for SummerSlam, announce it ahead of time at another stadium. Two That's stadium what I shows. think. That's what I think. Like, That's there's soon only, enough, right? Yeah, there's only two pay-per-views before Money in the Bank. He's going to need... He's. I, I, I hope they don't 50-50 book him at WrestleMania Backlash and he defeats Seth Rollins again. I can see it. I can I, see I, it. Of course. Of course. We, we oh, know he'll get his company. He'll get his heat back from winning money in the bank. They'll they'll probably that'll be the excuse. Or they'll be like, oh, now they're one one, so they can have the Hell in a Cell match in June. There you go. Yep. That I said I said it when uh, Rick suggested it on believe. I was like, yeah, they would do something like that. That's, this yeah. is this company. That's uh, we got Nick Jackson in the live chat saying that's a shirt we need too. That's a name I haven't heard in years. Yes, we need that for sure. Uh, we also got Nick Jackson said only been watching Raw because of Cody. He's been doing good so far. Yeah, I like the improvement to his uh, entrance as well because him sticking his head out the gopher hole wasn't working for me. So that was an improvement with the the abundance million dollar worth of uh, pyro that they did for him this week. Hopefully, I think they, if they do that every week, they're gonna run out of money. <laughs> to pay him. Uh, we also had in the live chat, uh, Ace saying the choke slam powerbomb combination through the table was awesome. Talking about Briggs and Jensen on NXT 2.0. I do agree. Uh, we also got Nick Jackson saying, did y'all see what Ice Cube's son said on Twitter? Yes, I did. He said, Sonya Deville attacking more black people than high blood pressure. I was like, that's the tweet of the night. I went to sleep right after that. I read that tweet. I retweeted it and I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm dead. SP, is, is NXT a better show than SmackDown? Both are bad shows. <laughs> um, they're bad shows with some good qualities. This week, I would say... I would say SmackDown was better. Because I really enjoyed uh, the the main event with Jimmy Uso and Riddle. I really enjoyed the Charlotte Flair angle with Drew Gulak. I really enjoyed the opening with the opening promo with RK Bro and the Usos. And I enjoyed the Naomi Rhea Ripley match. And even Mad Cat Moss, who I, I pointed out that the fans were not cheering him when he first came out. He got the fans behind him. He showed good footwork and speed. I think he has a lot of potential once he gets rid of those damn shorts and suspenders. So there was a lot more on SmackDown that I enjoyed over NXT this week. So I'll say SmackDown this week. I'll say NXT was better. I enjoyed the gauntlet match. I enjoyed Grimes and Sokoa. I think Joe Gacy, that was such good heel shit by him. Burning uh, Braun Breaker's father's uh, 
Hall of Fame ring and then putting it back on. <laughs> so so one of the gimmicks that I took from True Rewind is now I do Joe Gacy promos on our NXT review on, oh, on Russell Talk Podcast. So go over and check that out. I did the second promo that he did. It was I, I do the pulling that off. I can see you pulling it off. Absolutely. Um <laughs> We also got uh, Annika saying, so Sonya just don't like black women in my Kanye West voice. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much that's how it goes. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, given the rumors and her bestie, it tracks. Got some there. Yeah. Got some there. Yeah. Uh, we got Will Chisholm saying, Cody Rose used the word wrestling in WWE. That's the name of the <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want you seeing that in the chat. Found different ways to use the catchphrase. That's the that's the catchphrase of the day. I got another question for you. Should the Usos yeah. and RK Bro main event WrestleMania Backlash, especially if it's gonna yeah. be Shinsuke Roman? Yeah, no, it, I don't think there's even gonna. There was no Shinsuke or yeah. Roman on last night's show. Like, if you were if you're building to that matchup, I said this on SK. I'm gonna say it here. Why didn't Shinsuke have a match? Like, to if even if Roman's not there, you should at least have Shinsuke have a match and win to give him a win before he eventually has the match with Roman. So that makes me believe they're not doing that, and that either Charlotte or Ronda is gonna main event or this title That's unification true. match. Yeah, so. I think that's where we're we're heading towards there. Uh, keep those comments coming. Keep those super chats coming. It helps out the channel so, so much. And we always appreciate that. We are self-funded. So it helps the channel grow even more. But speaking of places that are growing, GCW Game Changer Wrestling is growing. And they had two huge shows over the weekend with... Uh, on GCW Paranoid last Saturday, they had Boosie defeat the Bristols to win the GCW World Tag Team titles thanks to help from the second gear crew that's Effie and Allie Catch two of the mainstays of GCW defeating the Bristols to win those tag team titles in Los Angeles California great great brawl that they had there uh, Minoru Suzuki beat Blake Christian ACH defeated Nick Wayne in a fun matchup, and Joey Janela defeated Gringo Loco in a good opener. GCW Devil in a new dress because they love them some Kanye West titles. What's going on with this? <laughs> Why? This is so random. Why is every uh, GCW a Kanye West song? I don't know. I don't understand it either. Can anyone know why? Can anyone explain that? Is it just us? Please tell us in the live chat. What's 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 going on here? Is this is leading Kanye? up to Kanye West making his GCW debut? Ooh, I would love What's to see it. Pete Davidson? This, this would make sense. The Kardashian series just started out, so to, to counteract that, uh, Kanye West is gonna have gonna be on GCW. Uh, Effie defeated Nick Wayne at the show and then challenged Jeff Jarrett to a rematch from the world on GCW. Uh, you had Dark Sheet Cheek uh, beat Joey Janela. You had Minoru Suzuki defeated a uh, Speedball Mike Bailey in a very good main event and then showed some rare respect for his uh, his opponent afterwards. I'm I was so dumbfounded by that. I was like, what was the last time Suzuki raised his opponent? its hand i was like i was like what world what world are we living in but i love i love seeing suzuki and gcw the crowd reaction is always fun and uh yeah but uh the suzuki big... has quite the month had had quite the month <laughs> yes he has, yes, he has. He's, he's back he's back at it tonight Exactly. He's always back at it. We're going to talk about his show, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Windy City Riot. But what do you think about Effie and Ali Cash, Boosie, becoming the GCW Tag Team Champions? Another tag team you said I missed out on including in my top 10 best tag teams in the business today. Um, 
good for them. Don't they have like a second gear crew? Uh, Briscoe's and a scaffold match coming up somewhere? Yes, that's next weekend. Oh, uh, high, it's called the High Incident Match. It's Second Gear Crew versus the Briscoes. Briscoes looking for revenge on Second Gear Crew. Uh, Matthew Justice and Matt Warner for interfering and costing them the GCW World Tag Team uh, titles. And we're going to have the first scaffold match, I believe, in like 15 years. <laughs> I think the last time they did a scaffold match of any kind was back in TNA, the Destination X, I believe they used to call it, with Rhino and James Storm. I believe Rhino and AJ Styles also had one, but it's been a few years since we had a scaffold match. That's going to be scary as hell. So that's next Saturday. We also got Impact Rebellion that Saturday, so do a watch along, I suppose. We'll do a watch along and we'll watch both, ladies and gentlemen. And Vala B says, Brett Lauderdale is a jackass for booking a scaffold. (laughs) Well, damn. Well, shit. Okay. Um, we got Valabi also saying Gringo Loco is a fun dude. We got Alan Weinstein saying Gringo Loco is my spirit animal. Uh-huh. Yes. For all the for all the dudes and you know with the with the dad bods, Gringo Loco, man, the way he moves, I I, I love it. I love it. And Valabi says Bussy is bussing. Yes. See what Bussy, Bussy, standing for boy pussy, ladies and gentlemen. Just in case. <laughs> Yes. Um, you have to break that down. You have to break that down. Yes. Elevation X. You're right. Elevation wow. X. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Jackson, for that. And then we also got Vicente who says, I love most of what I've seen in GCW, but I get the idea Nick Cage, Nick Gage is not a Kanye West guy. I haven't seen uh I haven't seen it. I haven't you know, no, no, Johnny, but pussy, it's means for boy pussy. If you look it up and you put pussy in the in the in Google, that's what they say. Well, that, was an, that was another good guess by a producer, though. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not not that. That's a fair guess as well. It's, I mean, dictionary. I mean, boy pussy is the butt. So. Urban dictionary is the only dictionary I trust. <laughs> yes, boy pussy, the asshole of a male. Thank you. For yeah. example, me. Dad, dad, I just wrote an honest definition of pussy on Urban Dictionary. That was the example they gave. <laughs> a young guy's tight pink puckered asshole. That's another definition. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I said, I said our producer isn't wrong because butt pussy, yeah, boy pussy is similar. I go by the Urban Dictionary as well, and that's what it told me. But moving on, uh, we go to... <laughs> And yeah, uh, Baby Seth says that was according to Effie on uh, on his podcast. Oh, no better source than that. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. either way, you're all, we're all right. Uh, Impact on Access TV. Moving on swiftly. Uh, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and Chelsea Green aligned to beat down W. Morrissey in an awesome opening segment. Uh, w. Morrissey back in the building where he collapsed uh, just about two, uh, two or three years ago, and he was attacked by the major players. And then they Great laid out. Promo. Huh? Yes. Great, yes. Great baby face promo by him. Yes, I was very surprised. That was like the best babyface promo or best promo period I've heard from Morrissey. And then they laid out Mickey James backstage later in the night. Deanna Parazza defeated Willow Nightingale in Impact Wrestling to retain the ROH Women's Championship and improve to 7-0 in the Champ Champ Challenge. And then in the main event, Jonah defeated PCO in a heavyweight slugfest main event. So some really good action from Impact on Access TV. And then next week, we will do a full pre Preview of Rebellion on next week's show as Rebellion will be next Saturday. Like Romeo said, we'll do a watch along for Rebellion as well as GCW, the old me 
what 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 Kanye West song or theme or someone song is the old me? Let's look that up. Uh, what are we going to? By the way, a good night for the the major players as they're calling them: Chelsea, Cardona, Myers, laying out Morrissey and Mickey James. There you go. Uh, we also got we also got CM who says this is so awkwardly hilarious. Now look up what Queen of Spades actually means. Uh oh. Uh oh, she's giving us more homework. Homework. White women with a sexual preference for black men. <laughs> Shayna Baszler. CM, CM, why you do that? Why you do that to us? Why you do that to us? Oh my god, <laughs> that's great. We gotta move on to WWE news. According to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, the reason for so many name changes as of late is because of a memo sent to talent by Vince McMahon. McMahon has decided that he doesn't want anyone new using their real names anymore or the names they use on the independent scene. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is using her real last name, so that's why she's turned into Raquel Rodriguez. Austin Theory lost his first name because his real name is Austin White. Raul Mendoza, uh, first name is actually Raul, so that's why he had a name change this week, which we'll get into. Marcel Barthel is, is his actual name, so that's why he changed his name to Ludwig Kaiser. And then <laughs> we also had Pete Dunn was using his his uh, real first name, so that's why he is now Butch. Uh, this is obviously only applies to new talent, as you won't see people like Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, or Ronda Rousey change their name. And it likely won't be the case for the riddle, the riddles of the world, Cody Rhodes or Gable Stevenson either. Do you understand that that uh, the reasoning, and do you accept it, Romeo? I understand the reason. I don't accept it. I don't accept it. Um, some of these names are just flat out stupid. You know, Butch, Gunther. You know what I mean? The Ludwig Ludwig Kaiser. That's the one I can't accept. Listen, I know Vince McMahon has he's very busy. He's got a lot on his plate. But have him name everybody that is signed to NXT right from the beginning, so you're not wasting our time here in NXT. And there's a little bit of continuity from NXT to the main roster. Have him get a look at someone. Have him talk to them. They they establish the gimmick. Vince McMahon is right there from the beginning. Especially because now they're having like Bruce Pritchard be involved in NXT booking, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, get it done from the start. Exactly. Uh, we got Ace uh, also saying now that makes sense. So yeah, I can I can understand where where they're coming from. You know, when you hear the the explanation and Bala B saying Harlem don't like these name changes. Yes, she's, she's <laughs> not <laughs> she's not accepting it. She's not accepting it at all. Uh, <laughs> Harlem wouldn't get to be Harlem. She'd have to be like what? Uh uh Chelsea? Uh some 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 other place in Manhattan. Hell's, oh yeah. Hell's Kitchen? Brooklyn or like the Bronx still be named like a gargoyle more than a actual person. Um <laughs> we got <clears throat> 
Also, uh, this week, as was previously reported by Alex McCarthy, WWE has officially announced its first major stadium show in the UK in 30 years. It will happen on September 3rd at the Principality uh, Stadium in Cardiff, Wales. According to Alex McCarthy of TalkSport and the Daily Star, uh, the show has already set a pre-sale record. WWE confirmed that 59,000 people pre-registered for tickets in the first 24 hours. Romeo, you taking the trip? Ah, uh, I wish. Are you are you footing the bill? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love this got to be a record for the most stadium shows by WWE in a year cuz you you had the Saudi shows and uh, Money in the Bank is now a stadium show and that's a lot. Yeah, you got you got two nights of WrestleMania. Uh was Royal Rumble was in a stadium too, right? In St. Louis. The Dome, is that a stadium? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Is it? I don't know if that. Let's check. He's gonna check. Check in the background. Do the background check there. Stop. <laughs> Harlem is not pleased with this name changes. We also got uh, on this week's episode of Young Rock on NBC, uh, they tease a potential match between The Rock and Roman Reigns. At one point, The Rock, his family, and the Iron Sheik are watching the 1996 Royal Rumble as Yokozuna hits a Samoan drop. A young kid demands that someone hit him with a Samoan drop and tells people in <laughs> to acknowledge me. Uh, the Rock acknowledge me in that voice. It really was. Acknowledge me. That was cute. It was. Uh, the Rock then introduced the young uh, Joe Anoya as the future Roman Reigns. And when the kid uh, axes Rock to wrestle him, he says that the world is not ready. A match that big can only happen at WrestleMania. So is that confirmation, Romeo? You got to think so. And everybody's wishing for that match to be hyped that that was on that show. Uh Great job by the little kid. That was a cute clip. And we got to have it, man. We got to have that match. The Rock has got make it The Rock's last match. Rock and Roman puts over his cousin. He's going to be 50 years old next year, and he's got the XF, the XFL that he's going to be, uh, you know, running and stuff. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but, I mean, that was the biggest clue, if any, that yeah. The Rock has given himself. And wifey yeah, in the background is even saying, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh man, I trust her. <laughs> In inside source information. Um <laughs> Uh, but also this week uh, in WWE news, you had WWE apparently had an idea to pair Pat McAfee with one of his closest friends from the NFL. Sports Illustrated reports that the WWE initially wanted McAfee to be aligned with the elite NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. It's been said that WWE was thinking of having McAfee return to NXT following his stellar showing at the NXT War Games event back in late 2020 and the plan would have been for McAfee to attack Adam Cole and team with Rogers obviously things never came to fruition but as the SI report notes McAfee is well connected with a slew of NFL names would you have liked to see McAfee and Rogers as a team uh WWE would be very lucky Aaron Rodgers one of the biggest athletes in the whole world and if you have Aaron Rodgers you don't waste them on NXT first of all 
You, that's main roster material, Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? Hey, there's time for that down the line. Aaron Rodgers only has a few more years of football left. Yes. Uh, and to answer uh, you, my boy Blue, is Young Rock good? It's very good. I love Young Rock. I haven't got into season two just yet. I'm waiting for it all to come out so I can just binge watch because it was tough going from week to week. So, yeah. Mm. And then uh, Nick Jackson also saying, damn, if Miss Tia says it ain't happening, then I can't question that. Miss P3. That's her name. Miss P3. Miss P3. Yes. We, we can't use the real the real names. We're like WWE. <laughs> we got to go with Miss P3. Uh, and Annika says, Harlem wants to go to a wrestling show in the UK as P3. I, I may be going to the UK sooner than you think. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we could do with young Harlem. Uh, we got WWE NXT 2.0 superstar Raul Mendoza has undergone a name change. The Legado del Fantasma member has now been renamed to Cruz del Toro. His WWE.com profile now lists him under his new ring name. What do you think about the new name, Romeo? Not bad. Not bad. Not better than Raul Mendoza, but not bad. Yeah, I like, I like Ramu Mendoza more. <laughs> I got more used to it. Uh, speaking of NXT news, Wendy Chu is locked in with WWE for a while as she reportedly signed a contract extension last year. FIFA reports that Chu was uh, offered a new deal before she returned to WWE TV as Mei Ying last year, but that the deal wasn't signed until much later. Chu, who along with Dakota Kai made it to the finals of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classes, is, t- is said to be please- pleasing people backstage with her work and a higher up in WWE noted that it's clear Chu will excel when given the right opportunity. The length of her contract extension has not been revealed yet. With this news, as well as the that ending, that post-match on NXT 2.0 this week, do you think Wendy Chu is going to be the one to dethrone Mandy Rhodes? <laughs> uh, I hope not. I, I love Wendy Chu. I, I hate the gimmick. I think the gimmick would work better on the, on the main roster, where maybe at least kids will like it. Uh, kids don't watch NXT. This is true. Uh, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer noted that GCW's uh, Brett Lauderdale revealed on his podcast that the biggest wrestling company in the world has expressed interest in the Bloodsport brand. Lauderdale has also said that he was invited to WrestleMania 38 by Stephanie McMahon, and Lauderdale had taken to Twitter during the WrestleMania 38 Sunday with a photo of himself and McMahon. GCW has been producing Bloodsport matches since 2018, most recently hosting Josh Barnett's Bloodsport during WrestleMania 38 week, which had that great Moxley versus Biff Busick match. Bloodsport matches take place in ropeless rings and can only be won by via knockout or submission. WWE's interest in Bloodsport is interesting, especially after the company criticized AEW for gory self-mutilation earlier this year in reference to the women's tag team street fight on the New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve edition of Rampage. Right up WWE's alley being contradictory, contradictory, right, Romeo? That sounds like a Vince McMahon thing. And maybe like Triple H is just like watching Bloodsport at home. He loves it. And Stephanie's like, oh, this shit. Well, Stephanie, you know, the former queen of extreme, the former owner of ECW. The the extremist, the extremist the, with her e- e- ECW uh, cap, the cap, the, the, the cap style. Yeah, come on. Right, that's that's Vince's Stephanie. Vintage. Vintage. Uh, <laughs> We got, uh, per Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Alexa Bliss is slated to be on the face side of WWE <laughs> roster upon her return. Which, what a confusing baby face she is. 
Which blends in nicely to our other our our other last note from the WWE news. PW Insider reports that newly returned WWE superstar Cody Rhodes is internally listed as the number two babyface for the Raw roster by WWE. At the moment, Cody is seen as second to only Bobby Lashley, with AJ Styles as number three on Raw. Additionally, while Roman Reigns is is the undisputed champion of both the Raw and SmackDown rosters. WWE is still internally listing Reigns as the top heel on SmackDown, and he's not listed for Raw. Meanwhile, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Edge, and Damian Priest are listed as the top heels for the Raw roster in that order. Currently, Drew McIntyre is listed as the top babyface on SmackDown. Uh, PW Insider also had an update on the internal listing for the women's roster on the Raw brand. Uh, the top babyfaces are Bianca Belair, then Alexa Bliss, and then Rhea Ripley, although it seems like Rhea Ripley is going to be a heel soon. Top heels are listed as Becky Lynch, Carmella, and Zelina Vega. Those last two really tell you the death of the Raw heel side on the woman's side. Uh, new report well, the also- they've added all these women on SmackDown that they do nothing with. They just sit in catering. Yeah. Pretty much. Xia Lee, Aaliyah, I haven't seen them in years. Shotzi. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Shotzi. Oh, poor Shotzi. Uh, at least she has a job, unlike her former tag team partner. Uh, a, new, a new report has the current internal breakdown for the SmackDown women's roster in terms of baby faces and heels. This one should definitely make CM happy, as PW Insider reports the current internal listing for the division is as follows. Baby faces, number one is Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey. Number two is Sasha Banks. Number three is Naomi. And number four is Lacey Evans with these vignettes introducing her real life story. On the heel side, you have Charlotte Flair, Shayna Baszler, and Sonya Deville. Of note, Natalia is not listed in this list, uh, despite being listed publicly on the WWE.com roster as a SmackDown star. Natalia, of course, made her debut on NXT this week and it suggests in a segment that she might be there for a while. What do you think about all these listings? And do you think uh, Cody should be number one? On the raw side, babyface side. Well, whenever that report of uh, t-shirt sales comes in, and Cody Rhodes is number one, I think that I think you're gonna see that list change with Cody and Bobby. I think it's gonna reverse. I'm pretty sure Cody is outselling Bobby as far as merchandise goes. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, we got CM. I knew she was gonna say something. Saying Rhonda makes me drowsy and annoying. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> You, I have a feeling, CM. You have a prejudice against these blonde women. You, all your, all your vitriol comes towards. Is there a Charlotte, blonde woman you like, CM? Rhonda and Lacey Evans. Come on, we need a blonde woman that you like on the WWE roster. Uh, AEW news. The big news of the week is all about Tony Khan's upcoming huge announcement on AEW Dynamite, and it talks about the partnership between All Elite Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling has been picking up speed as of late. Plenty of New Japan stars have shown up on AEW program with AEW unable to send talent over to Japan, but they have sent a AEW talent to New Japan Strong for their U.S. Uh, dates like Eddie Kingston, Swerve Strickland, Christopher Daniels. However, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that New Japan Pro Wrestling was looking into work visas for foreign talent to bring in for the Best of the Super Juniors tournament that kicks off next month, Dominion in June, and the G1 Climax tournament this summer. Also, New Japan World recently added episodes of AEW Dynamite and Rampage to their service with Japanese commentary, 
by none other than Shin- Shingo Takagi on the commentary, which was great. Uh, was great. I, I read a transcript. He, he was making fun of the uh, these fans. They say the Bay Bay after Adam Cole says Adam Cole. It's like, wow, I can imagine <laughs> them saying it uh, after the, after I say Shingo. Shingo Takagi. Bay Bay. <laughs> So things will get uh, a touch more even later this year as a new report has both companies are set to run a super show together in the United States. This news was first reported by Super Jcast and they reported on their latest episode that AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling joint show is reportedly set for June 23rd uh, in Chicago. Since that is a Thursday, there's been other various reports saying that they really meant June 25th, which would be the Saturday or either that weekend. It remains to be seen if this will be Tony Khan's huge announcement on this Wednesday's Dynamite. But what do you think if that is indeed the huge announcement? Are you anticipating this? And do you think it fits the bill as a huge announcement from Tony Khan? Romeo. Um, we, we should elaborate that that uh, on the Super J cast. They, they were hinting it. They, they didn't actually like report it, report it. They hinted it in a sense like if it's wrong, it's like, oh, we never really said it. We were just hinting. We're just joking and playing around. But um, yeah, the Thursday thing throws me off to the point of where I'll believe this is true when I hear it's true. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt for now. But if it does happen, that's huge. And that's worth Tony Khan um, promoting it as a huge announcement. And I'd love to see it. As um, Nick Jackson pointed out here, this is what I need. This is what I need. That's what I need also. Now, Willie Yuta, Brian Danielson. In the oh, will you stop? Willie Yuta oh, in you. the best you. of the Super Juniors. Give me that. Okay. All give, right. me, give me Willie Yuta in the best of the Super Juniors. You I'm can have that. that. If that means he's away for a while, that's great. Oh, God. Will you stop? <laughs> I'm, all for, I'm, all for, I'm all for a partnership, man. Let's do it. See, Jason Michael Campbell agrees with you on the Blackpool Combat Club. That's all. See, he doesn't even know it's the Blackpool Combat Club. It's the Blackpool <laughs> Fight Club to him, and that should tell you you're wrong, Romeo. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. The guy that can't even get the name right agrees with you. So, what do what um, do you think? Do you think this is the this is going to be the announcement? I wouldn't mind it at all. I think that um, it. You know, a huge announcement. It fits the bill. This is something that people have been talking about and been wanting for a while. Uh, I just find it funny that the people that are against it and think it's not a big deal are the same people that got excited about that report of WWE working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. That just tickles me oh so much. It's been exposed on Twitter. Yes, they have. They have. Wrestling cringe, you're doing God's work. Delete but uh, <laughs> Delete your posts. You know, make sure nobody screenshotted it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this is a very fun idea. Um, I love like Dave Meltzer has been talking about for a number of weeks. Uh, he really wants to see a Blackpool Combat Club versus the United Empire feud based on the big main event of tonight's show, Whitney City Riot with Osprey and Moxley. Would love to see that. Just think of the different matchups we can get, like Jeff Cobb versus Brian Danielson. I, I I haven't heard a lot of people bring that up, but that would be an absolute banger. Uh, like yeah, there's so many different matchups that we could see out of this. That would be very very fun. Danielson Osprey. Danielson Osprey. Danielson uh, Okada. Okada Omega in the U.S. Whew. 
sign me up if Okada if Omega is back for that. Uh, you know, Tanahashi coming over, maybe having a match with with Brian Danielson or having that match with John Moxley that's been teased for nearly a year now. Like, there's so many different matchups. It would be very very cool. Uh, unfortunately, that's too soon. Like, I, I was planning on going to Chicago in September, and then they say, oh, we're going to do another big show in Chicago in, in June. It's like, god damn, I'm starting to feel like Romeo and feel like Chicago gets everything. It gets too go. much. It's about, I mean, when are we going to realize it? Come on. <laughs> I've been realized that. You have. You, you've been the voice of the people when it comes to that, not Willie Uta. Uh, but in other <laughs> big AEW news, uh, but we'll let's read you a couple of comments here because I know a bunch of y'all are already speculating on the type of matches we could see. Ashford Nash saying Uta versus Zack Sabre Jr. Would love to see that. Uh, Frantic World saying Bullet Club versus United Empire. Uh, we have... <laughs> uh, you, my boy Blue, says I need an all-black stable called the Black Street Battle Club. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, we also got uh, EBB who says Hangman versus Shingo or Tanahashi. Yeah. Hangman versus Shingo. Oh, sign me up. Sign me up for that. Uh, we got uh, Ashford Nash saying the Battle of UE, United Empire versus Undisputed Elite. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, EBB saying Osprey versus Phoenix. Oh yeah, I've I, I've seen highlights of them versus in I think like Mexico or the UK. And yeah, sign me up. I want to see that live. Receive that on a big AEW New Japan joint show. We also got Keith Lee versus Okada. That's one I haven't heard of before. Give me Keith Lee versus Ishii. I know they versed in Red Bow before. Yeah. But give me that. Give yeah. me that all day, all day. Give me Joe versus Ishii. Oh yeah. Banger. Hey, hey, Punk versus Naito. <laughs> Give me Naito versus Orange Cassidy in a match of who gives a fuck less. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Put your best New Japan versus AEW dream match in the live chat, super chat donation, and we will definitely highlight it on screen. Something that's not so obvious. Yeah, not so obvious. I want your more out the box. Like, I just came up with Naito versus Orange Cassidy. I haven't heard anybody bring that up. So I want matches like that. Like Hiromu Takahashi versus Darby Allen. That's another one. Just who's gonna kill themselves the quickest? I want to, I want stuff like that. Uh, but we got uh Another AEW news, count Jonathan Gresham among those signed to an AEW contract to perform for Ring of Honor as Fightful Select has confirmed that Gresham has signed to a contract with All Elite Wrestling to see him to see him continue wrestling for Ring of Honor. Gresham is set to defend the ROH World Championship at tonight's Battle of the Belts 2 against Dalton Castle. He's also set to work Impact Rebellion next weekend, and he joins the Gates of Agony, Cod and Tayo Leona as stars signed to All Elite Wrestling who will be a part of the ROH roster. The Gates of Agony uh, were introduced at ROH Supercard of Honor pre-show a part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises and they are now signed officially with AEW and the site notes that they've heard there are others on similar contracts though details on whom have not yet been reviewed. Re revealed. What do you think about Gresham officially with AEW and having this official AEW deb debut tonight? Good for him. Uh, keep the ROH title on him for a while. It makes him stand out. It makes him special as opposed to if it's not on him, he's just, you know, cluttered with all these other new signees they have in, in the mid card. True. 
we got a big interview that was happened this week with Tony Storm appearing on Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio, and she talked about her aligning with AEW as well as leaving WWE on signing with AEW. She said, and I quote, I felt really overwhelmed in that moment. I was really excited and really happy. I feel like I've been given a second chance in my career, and it's not all over. When I left WWE, I wasn't banking on going anywhere else. Without getting too much into it, I kind of left suddenly and wasn't prepared for life outside of that at all. I'm thankful Tony Khan reached out and has given me a job, a second chance, and an opportunity to really do what I love, which is pro wrestling. On leaving WWE, she said, and I quote, I just freaked out and went home. There was a moment where I realized it wasn't for me. As much as I've, I might have romanticized it as a child and thought it was my dream and what I have to accomplish, I just realized maybe it's not. And maybe it's not the place for me. Who am I? I, who who am I to take someone else's spot that actually wants to be here? That's not fair. I'm still going to be a wrestler. I spent years wrestling before WWE and I loved it. All there is to go back to is something that I love. How bad can that be? There was really no point in going further. I didn't leave on bad terms. It just became abruptly clear that it wasn't the place for me. I love and respect all the women there. They are amazing, hardworking, and inspire me. That wasn't my place. What do you think about her answer to uh, leaving WWE so suddenly as she did? She has her right to do that. I mean, she uh, she won with her heart. Yeah. Um, I don't like reviewing SmackDown. But uh, I'm I'm sticking through with it. I, I'm not gonna give up on it just yet. <laughs> um, Tony Storm, you know, I I think, you know, everyone you know sours on that storyline with Charlotte, but but I think if she if she would have got past that, th- there was a spot for her. Like I think she would have uh, gotten some attention. She's the kind of woman Vince McMahon likes blonde. Um, this is true. <laughs> but we were just talking about all the women that are in catering right now, though. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but um, that's a valuable lesson for anyone. If you if your heart's not in something, um, don't take up a spot for someone else that that their heart is in it. You know. Very true, and I, I respect her for it, and I respect her for being so honest in the interview. Uh, fresh off his WWE departure, producer Pat Buck, another person who chose to leave WWE, PW Insider reports that Buck, who produced several matches at WrestleMania, was backstage starting with AEW at Dynamite this week. According to one source, Buck was actually backstage at last week's Dynamite taping as well. Buck produced Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, along with Michael Hayes, as well as Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 30 and Buck exited the company last week after two years there said that he wanted to spend time at home with his family and then went to AEW what do you think I think he's I think he's a liar (laughs) that's what I think (laughs) man (laughs) hey I'm mad at him you see see what Tony Storm did you see what Pat Buck did there's a little bit of opposites here the opposites attract. There you go. Uh, AEW has a preliminary release date for their new console game that's expected to come out this year. Fightful Select reports that the game, which has been in development for a while, has a tentative release date of late 
September. It should be noted that this was stressed as tentative and not set at all in stone. The site reports that there is still a lot of work to be done, but that the plan has been to release the game in 2022 for a while, and that September is widely considered to be the target. The report notes that the first indication of a potential release date being set was when some AEW talent indicated that they had signed too late to be included in the game's first run, and there is set, said to be a, a publisher involved, though it has obviously not been officially announced, and the site says the announcement should be expected fairly soon if all goes well, although as always, a lot of things could change between now and the release date. I'm excited for this game. What about you, Romeo? Absolutely. And um, it's funny because usually the WWE games, they come out in October, although this past one came out in March with the new schedule because they took a year off. So I was going to say, wow, it's interesting that they come out a month before the WWE game. That would create some competition in the video game uh, wrestling market. But it looks like WWEs are going to be in March now if they keep up this pattern of every year. Oh, that's a good one by Ash for Nash. Koto Ibushi versus Hook. <laughs> you got me. You got me there. Uh, we got Vala B with Sonata versus Danielson. Ace with Lethal versus Okada. Ash for Nash with Okada versus Hook. Now he's just playing with me. He's just giving me all the Hook matches I want to see. There you go. Um, That'll get your attention. Negro Book saying Hook versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, we got also Ash for Nash saying Johnny Mundo versus Darby Allen. What? Johnny Mundo doesn't work for any other company. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Our wine scene saying G.O.D. versus FTR. Yano versus Jericho. That's that's a new one. <laughs> wow. Um, Yano Alex, versus uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I like that. That, that would be a, a great comedy match. Uh, Alan Weinstein with Kota Ibushi versus Willie Yuta and Samoa Joe's versus Toge Maccabee. Uh, and we also got Beat Boo who says, AEW gives you that family family time. There you go. Bring the family together. And speaking of uh, people who bring people together, not Adam Shira, the artist formerly known as Braun Strowman, has turned his ire on Tony Khan recently, alleging that the AEW president has blackballed roster members from working for Control Your Narrative shows. As you, as uh, this tweet says, Shira responded to a fan on Instagram who was commenting on Khan's assertion that many of anti-AEW Twitter accounts are bots, writing, and I quote, why is there no face-to-palm emoji? This is the same guy that pays the dirt sheets and says that his wrestlers are free to do whatever but blackballed them from CYN shows. Why? Because we're a fucking threat. <laughs> Shara proceeded to argue with another fan, alleging that so many people want to work with us, but and both our shows have had tons of AEW talent backstage watching. Are you going to watch a CYN show, Romeo? Uh, no. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Appreciate Always. that so, so much. So, so much. Always. I don't uh, and give a shit. <laughs> And finally, in the last AEW news, uh, AEW has updated the lineup for next week's Dynamite, including a brand new match that was announced last week on Rampage on last night on Rampage. Uh, you got 
already announced Owen Hart uh, men's tournament qualifying match, Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy. Owen Hart women's qualifying matchup, Dr. Britt Baker DMD in her hometown of Pittsburgh versus Danielle Camela, who is the artist formerly known as Vanessa Bourne. Uh, coffin match, Darby Allen versus Andrade Elidio. Wardlow versus The Butcher. The Piggy versus The Butcher. Hook in his AEW Dynamite debut. Tony Khan makes a huge announcement. And the match made last night, CM Punk versus Dustin Rose. First time ever. Are you looking forward to this one, Romeo? No. I'm ready for Dustin Rhodes to retire. You know, they should do the Ric Flair uh, storyline where the next match Dustin Rhodes loses, he retires. That might be my. His promo kind of made me feel like he was going to say, like, a retirement matchup with somebody, too. Like, that was how his promo gave me the vibe of. Uh, Also announced last night. I'm looking forward to the coffin match, is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, based on the last coffin match, which I thought is one of the most underrated matches on Dynamite last year with All Ego, Ethan Page, and then their matchup, uh, Andrade and Darby from a few weeks ago, this is going to be an absolute great match, That's guaranteed. Cool. Uh, and Jungle Boy versus Kyle yes, Rowley should be, should be fantastic as well. Uh, AEW has also announced the initial card for next week's Rampage. It's going to be TBS Championship on the line. Jay Cargill versus Marina Shafir. You also got Eddie, Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia. You're not feeling this Marina Shafir feud at all, are you? No. No. It sucks. It's awful. Ace with Samoa Joe versus Jeff Cobb. That's actually really good. Yes. Oh, really hell yeah. Good. Hell yeah. Uh, and Follow B says, Braun, Braun, you're a fucking mark. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jackson says, fuck CYN. Joke company. Um, and Beat Boo saying, CYN is alt-right wrestling. Yes, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. That's a, that's a nice way to say it. Uh, Ash Van Ash saying, Swerve Strickland versus yes. Will Ospreay. Man, think of that one. Great call, Ash Van Ash. Uh, Juice Robinson in New Japan Pro Wrestling News. He's the lead story for New Japan. Uh, Juice Robinson says his New Japan run is at an end with his current contract coming up. He appeared on the Wrestling Observer live show this week and noted that his contract is at an end and he will not be returning, noting that he doesn't have the urge to wrestle anymore. He said on his New Japan Pro Wrestling status, yeah, interesting you said that. I don't have any plans to travel back over. I'm at the end of my contract. I did an extra three-month extension, and that ends on April 30th. So that will be that. I will not be wrestling under the New Japan banner any longer. There you have it. On what's next for him, he says, well, I really don't know what's next. I'm just going to hang out and relax for a little while and see what comes from me. He also said on what led to his desire to exit New Japan, he said, I think it was a combination of all those things, Uh, pandemic-related issues and the travel. I was there for nine months with, I, I did four of the quarantines, a lot a lot happened when we stopped going it was kind of at a boiling over point and then i did and they allowed us to go home and then new japan pro wrestling strong uh kind of took off and we were needed so it was kind of of two things happened and we did ask to not be going any longer but then we were needed domestically here for strong because you need jay white and you need guys to fill up those shows and he was a part of the group with osprey and jay white and david finley that left new japan last year and on if there's anyone out there that he's looking to compete against he says nah i don't really have anybody that i want to wrestle to be honest yeah that's nothing that really i just don't have the urge to wrestle any really anymore at all uh fightful select spoke with juice and he confirmed that uh who 
Uh, he is not retiring, and he is simply taking fewer dates. His deal originally expired after January 31st, and he signed the three-month ascension. And when his deal is up, he considers Windy City Riot Tonight's show his last match for New Japan Pro Wrestling. The reason he said he's not as likely to take a lot of dates is because he didn't want to be contracted somewhere he didn't think he could give 100% to his job. And Robinson also noted that he would be open to working with Impact Wrestling again and is leaving New Japan on the good terms. What do you think about Juice's exit from New Japan, Romeo? Yeah, I could see him in Impact because, you know, just work, what, one day a month? Sounds like he wants a lighter schedule. Uh, doesn't want to wrestle as much. You know, I mean, he's wrestling Tony Storm every night. How much wrestling do you need? And yes, and yes, uh, you, you you think that what what is he really busy going to be busy with, Romeo? <laughs> Tony Storm. <laughs> if that's your fiance, it's like, his why, why do why do I have to take all these wrestling dates? I'm doing I'm doing my stamina and my cardio there. Um, speaking I gotta of guys, film this OnlyFans content. Who else is going to do it? Somebody's got to hold the camera. A soul for a soul. You have one person exiting New Japan while one person is signing. Wrestler Chris Dickinson announced on his Instagram account that he signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Dickinson noted that he's still available to work indie dates in the U.S. and internationally. But he will be exclusive to New Japan in Japan. So congratulations to Chris Dickinson for that. And the full card has come out for Wrestling Dantaku 2022 on May 1st. It's been announced, so we'll be previewing that in two weeks' time. You got Okada versus Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. You also got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay to determine the new IWGP United States Champion after Sonata relinquished the title. El Desperado versus Taji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Evil versus Tamatanga, the new babyface Tamatanga versus uh, for the Never Openweight title, and plus much, much more. We'll get into more detail on the card in two weeks when we preview that show. Impact Wrestling News after news of their appearance for Impact Wrestling on April 24th, uh, a post Rebellion TV taping. Mark and Jay Briscoe have made headlines uh, regarding their contract status and. Many believe that the two were locked for AEW, but rumors have it that Warner Media are against them signing. So recently in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports that the Briscoes are now locked into a long-term commitment with Impact Wrestling and will be regulars there. What do you think about the chances of the Briscoes adding the Impact World Tag Team titles to their long resume of tag team championships wherever they go? It's going to happen. They're going to stand out in Impact. Um, I hope people... Uh who haven't given Impact a chance uh, should give Impact a chance. It's It's been a better show much recently. Uh, you should be checking it out if you're not already. You should be joining us on Thursdays when we do our watch-alongs for Blunt Impact. Great call on this one, EPB. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus T Hiroshi Tadahashi and Kota Ibushi. Oh, sign me up. Sign me up. Kenny Ibushi solo match. I love that. I, I always want to love that, but that's a unique dream match that's never happened before of the two two great like super mega powers type of teams. Uh, we got Frantic World with Chaos versus Blackpool Combat Club. Astro Nash with Swerve Strickland versus Naito. Uh, we got Vala B with Tony Storm. Don't you mean Mrs. Robinson? Hey, See what you did Mrs. There. Robinson. <laughs> 
And speaking of one team coming in, one team may be coming out. The Gabrisco, the Good Brothers spoke to Lucha Libre online, and Gallows and Anderson confirmed that their deals with Impact Wrestling are coming up. And they aspire, Fightful has confirmed on July 17, 2022. Anderson said in the interview with Lucha Libre online, We signed a two year contract with Impact Wrestling. Oh, two years is almost up. What's going to happen? Gallows followed up with, What's going to happen? Scott Demore. Gallows laughed. Uh, Ross, uh, Ross Foreman is rubbing his face right now off camera because I'm not supposed to say that. Uh, and so other good, good brothers negotiating. Negotiating on the fly. And then uh, Caleb with a K has confirmed that he's finished up with Impact Wrestling on this week's uh, show. He was uh, written off of the, on Thursday's show after being fired by the influence and confirmed that he had departed the company on Twitter. So hopefully he has the best of luck in his future endeavors. That's weird because he was thrust into the spotlight on that storyline. Exactly. Well, he's gone. Yeah, he was like the monkey in the middle between influence and inspiration. So kind of weird, but we'll see what happens there. And uh, in other wrestling notes, we had FTR and the and the Von Erics are teasing a match on Twitter. MLW is willing to host it at Kings of Coliseum, their next big event. Dax Hardwood responded to a tweet about how many brother tag teams they've beaten. And he <laughs> says, isn't there a pair of Von Erics running around or something? That led to Marshall Von Eric, who we've had on True Hill Heat YouTube channel before, accepting the suggested challenge, which Court Bauer, the president of MLW, said, love it. At MLW will host it. We just so have happen to have a Dallas show on the horizon in VE country. Uh, we could also go with the neutral ground of Philly May third May thirteenth. And no, speaking of that needs to be in Texas. Yeah. Not Philly. Uh, speaking of MLW Kings of Coliseum, Taya Valkyrie is set to make her return to the company. MLW announced on Wednesday night's Fusion that the, the WWE alumni is set to make her return to the company at the May 13th show in Philadelphia. Speaking of people going from company to company, you had Brian Myers of Impact Wrestling is set to make his debut for the NWA at NWA Power Trip 2. The NWA announced on Thursday that Myers will face Nick Aldis at the April 30th show. So it <laughs> seems like the, the major players are in NWA as well. And uh, also Harry Smith, the former British Bulldog Jr., uh, will face Mike Knox on that same show later this month. And speaking of uh, GCW, we talked about earlier, Brett Lauderdale has given an update on Bandito after he no-showed the devil in a new dress show. Lauderdale initially posted a tweet referencing how much GCW paid for the ticket that the, that the wrestler did not board the flight and has since deleted that tweet and apologized and acknowledged that the tweet came off very insensitive and noted that Bandito have confirmed that he is okay. So hopefully we will see Bandito at future shows for GCW, but that was kind of messy. I mean, that was so weird. What the hell was that? <laughs> it was very messy. Very messy. Yes, Ash Finash, yes, Omega and Ibushi has happened in uh, DDT as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, yes, he's the only man to ever legitimately kick out of the one wing angel that was in their final match in DDT before Omega signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2014. Uh, but now it's time to preview and predict the two big shows for tonight, Romeo. You're going to be heading, leading up the watch along tonight at 8pm Eastern Time. Both shows kick off at the same time. You got one hour for AEW Battle of the Belt, probably two and a half, three hours for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Which I didn't know, by the way. Those news to me that it was at the same time. I, I thought Battle of the Bus was going to be like a six, six or five or something. 
<laughs> uh, you wish, right? But that would have been pleasant to have it separated. But no, you got to have the dual screens ready. MLW Battle of the Belts 2. We got ROH World Championship on the line. Jonathan Gresham will defend against Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle picked up the win at Supercard of Honor pre-show over his former partner, Joe Hendry, while Jonathan Gresham is uh, going to be defending the ROH World Championship for the first time in AEW. Who do you think takes the win here? The boys are back with Dalton? Yeah, it looked like that too. I noticed that too. Looking at that graphic, I was like, that's the that's the old OG. I think boys. it's confirmed. I think it's confirmed. I think I think I saw it on Twitter. One of the boys tweet that. Please give me the OG boys. We're good friends with the OG boys. Come it's on. It's not gonna help though. Uh, Gresham wins. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gresham all the way. AEW TNT championship matchup. Uh who do you have in winning this one? Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. Oh, it better be Scorpio, but I could I could see them switching it back just because Sammy's got so much heat now. They, they want to take advantage of that. I don't know. I think they're going to go full throttle on Sammy being the new Cody, and they're going to put the title back on him because Coney, Tony Khan, SCM said, don't like black people. That would um, suck for Scorpio Sky, man. All that, that time. Would hurt, that would hurt him so Jeez, much. Man, that's going to give Jimmy Macrum all the ammunition he needs. Get ready next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship on the line. Thunder Rosa will go one-on-one with Nyla Rose. You know who I'm going with. You should all be going with her. Thunder Rosa. But this feud overall has been a letdown because AEW hasn't put any effort into it at all. <laughs> so two feuds on this show that suck. And another one that um is brand new to the AEW viewer. Uh, the casual AEW viewer who doesn't knows nothing about ROH. Uh, yeah, I'm going Thunder Rosa. If she loses, then then you're that's going to give you all the ammunition you need. And if it, my dream <laughs> is that both of those results happen, and you and Jimmy go ape shit on Thursday, that's my dream. He wants to see us pissed on a Thursday <laughs> at 1:05 p.m. Eastern time. But let's talk about the big show from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Probably their biggest show in the U.S. since the G1 Supercard, it seems like, based on the matches that they have here. You got New Japan Pro Wrestling, Windy City Riot at the sold out, sold out in Chicago for this show. Chicago gets everything. Of course. Pre-show is going to see Kevin Knight and the DKC versus Chaos's. Chaoses, uh, Rocky Romero and Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, is this still you, on? Kazuko Okada, Kazuko Okada didn't get the memo that Wheeler Yuta <laughs> left best friends. Uh, who do you think wins this one, Romeo? Can you can you be in two stables at once? Is Wheeler Yuta gonna duel faction? I'm going with Wheeler Yuta and Rocky Romero. <laughs> of course, Wheeler Yuta's got the rocket strap on him, so whatever team he's on. Uh, who you got? It's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling's LA Dojo of uh, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yua Yuromura versus the Factories, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado. Who takes the win here? I don't think the Factory came here to job. They're winning. I I will never go for the Factory, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going for them. <laughs> I'm going with the LA Dojo. I like Carl Connors. I like Carl Fredericks. I like you or you or more. I like all three guys. So I'm going with them. Uh, who you got in this other multi-man matchup? This should be very interesting as it's the Bully Clubs, Chris Bay, the Good Brothers, Hikaleo, El Fantasmo, and Scott 
Flash Norton, the, the NWO legend. He, and they're going to be versing the United Empires, Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanare, the great Ocon, the great Ocon hero, and TJP, yes. and Aussie Opens, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher, their first time in the U.S. Uh, for Aussie Open on a big show with who I put in my top 10 best tag teams in the world because people are sleeping on them because they haven't been on the international stage. This is their opportunity. Who do you think wins United Empire versus Bullet Club, Romeo? Great Ocon, but I got a standing ovation. Uh, I'm going Bullet Club. Yes, if you haven't heard already, Great Okan uh, stopped a man from kidnapping a young girl in Japan. He got like a, a police certificate, like a medal of honor, basically, in Japan. So Great Okan, the hero, and we are Great old stands on on True Hill Heat because of what he did in real life. Um, so you're going with who? United Empire? Uh, Bullet Club. A Bullet Club? Man, it's only because of Scott Flash Norton on this Bullet Club team why I'm going to lean towards the Bullet Club. But this might be the hardest match to predict on this show. Uh, another multi-man matchup is going to be Fred Rosser, Chris Dickinson, Red Narita, Alex Coglin, and Josh Alexander of Impact Wrestling versus Team Filthies, Danny Limelight, Jorel Nelson, Royce Isaacs, who we've had on True Hill Heat before, J.R. Kratos, and Black Tiger. I'm going to go with Team Rosser, only because Josh Alexander is on the team. Who you got in this one? And also Chris Dickinson, who just signed to New Japan. True, so. that's true, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with them, too. This one should be interesting. A Chicago street fight, as it's going to be the reunited TMDK, or TM61, from their NXT days. They're going to be teaming up with that's Bad... That's who that is. Yes. They're going to be teaming up with Bad Dude Tito. No, actually, they're going to be... T uh, is that... That's not even... Oh, well, TM661, I guess it's like the new TM61 is uh, Shane Haskins and Jonah. Uh, they're going to be teaming up with Bad right. Dude Tito to verse Finn Juice and Bro. Cody King, who do you got in this one? Hmm. I'll go with a uh, TM DK and uh, Tito. I think that Jonah's getting to push in New Japan strong, so I'll go with yeah, I'll go with Jonah's team, TM TM DK and Bad Dude Tito because Finn Juice is on their way what out. Does TM DK that too too much damn con? <laughs> What too much damn con? We need <laughs> we got too much damn con, so we're not in, in this. <laughs> uh, Ace saying that he's going for Thunder Rosa. We also got Nick Jackson saying he's going for Thunder Rosa for the love of God. Uh, we got we got uh, Nick Jackson said Sky for the win. I'm sick of this feud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also is surprised about Scott Norton being on this show. Uh, we also got Frantic Girls. It says, wow, I got the Bullet Club for the win. Uh, we got v Vicentia Guerrero saying, holy shit, uh, Scott Norton coming back. Get the ambulance ready. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Nick Jackson said, what? That's crazy. Mad respect for Great Ocon. Yes, if you didn't know the Great Ocon news. The Great O Hero. Uh, and then we also got Vicentia says, Norton versus anybody is an uphill battle for his opponent. Yes. And Nick Jackson going for King and Finn Juice in this one. And uh, um, Frantic World answering your question. Oh, that's the right. Yeah, don't 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 know. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I was just joking. Uh, uh, for those of you that are patrons on our patreon.com slash True Heel Heat, we'll do the prediction contest. We'll put a post up after the show's over for you to predict New Japan, uh, Chris G, Wendy, 
Josh and SP3 are all tied for first. So this is a, this is a very important card. We're not going to put Battle of the Belts because the results for that are already out. We don't want we don't want anyone cheating. Exactly. <laughs> we got uh, this one is a Jay White's US of J Open Cup. So we gotta we gotta predict who we think is gonna answer the open challenge and who wins. So far the US of J Cup, he's beaten Christopher Daniels, he's beating Liz Swerve Strickland, he's beaten various superstars from AEW like Jay Jay Lethal as well, and others from outside. Who do you think answers the call this time in Chicago, Romeo? No damn idea. Uh, if I had to throw a name out there, maybe Killer Cross, who was just recently on the the New Japan show during WrestleMania weekend, who lost to Suzuki, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got JY regardless. Yeah, I mean that's actually as good of a call as I've heard. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna go with maybe Blake Christian making an appearance here, and that would be a great match: Blake Christian versus uh, Switchblade Jay White. But yeah, even oh no, there, it can't happen. It can't happen tonight because. Um, Blake Christian is on another show tonight. Uh, I saw the card earlier. I don't know if you knew this was happening tonight. Which one? Um, let me get the picture real quick. It's Swerve's house. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because it's uh, isn't that, Revolver. Isn't that wait, with Swerve versus uh, Athena. Athena. Yeah. That's also oh, okay. tonight. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern. And Blake is Christian Speedball is facing. Is yes, he's that? facing Moose for the Impact World Championship. And Blake Christian is in a four-way with Lince Dorado, Trey Miguel, and Ace Austin. Okay, give me uh, the artist formerly known as Grand Metalik, Mascarito Dorado, if he's not on that card already. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's in that match with... with uh, oh, you said Grand, uh, Ma Grand Metalik. Yeah, Grand Metalik. Not, not Lince Dorado. Uh, so yeah, Mascarito Dorado, uh, the artist formerly known as Grand Metalik. I think he answers the challenge, and he loses to Switchblade JY. <laughs> Strong open weight uh, championship matchup. It's going to be Filthy Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata. This has to be a dream for Tom Lawler here versus a New Japan legend. But I'm going with Filthy Tom to defend his title here. Who do you got, Romeo? Agreed. And we got this one should be an absolute banger. I know everybody's going to get excited in the live chat watching this, as well as us watching the show. Ishii, Tomori Ishii, the Stone Pit Bull versus the Murder Grandpa, Minoru Suzuki. Hard hitting as hell. Who takes the win, Romeo? Ishii. Mm. I'm going to go with Minoru Suzuki. Because Suzuki has just lost on, on uh, Dynamite this past week. I need Suzuki to pick up a win here <laughs> in the United States. He's, he, he, loses, he, he wins all his matches in GCW. He loses all his matches in AEW. I need a balance here on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Don't blame you. <laughs> and then this is the match this show really sold Let's out for. Go! The, the, the moment this match was announced, the show sold out. So this is the match everybody's coming to Chicago for. First time ever, AEW's John Moxley of the Blackpool Combat Club versus the United Empire's leader, Will Ospreay. My lord, this has been building for over a year. John, uh, Will Ospreay, when he came back to New Japan Pro Wrestling on New Japan Strong, he made a statement and he said that New Japan Pro Wrestling stripped him of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship after four months due to injury, but yet John Moxley got to 
hold on to the United States Heavyweight Championship for over a year, despite not being able to go over to Japan. He's had a bitterness, a chip on his shoulder about that, been calling out John Moxley at every turn since then, and now John Moxley has finally answered the call at, in Chicago, Windy City Riot, in a soul, in front of a sold-out crowd. Who takes the win? Moxley versus Osprey. Who you got, Romeo? In your opinion, is this a, is this an easy match to call, or no? No, it's not. Moxley, Moxley usually doesn't lose in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. Yet Osprey is the New Japan guy, so it's very, it's it's really a toss up. I don't think I won't be mad at anybody who chooses one over the other. I'm gonna root for Will Osprey, but I think Moxley wins. I'm gonna go with Moxley for the win. But I think he might get jumped afterwards by the United Empire to get to get Osprey <laughs> his heat back. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Moxley for the win. Send the so fans we're... home happy. I guess uh, I'd be more happy if Osprey won. This is gonna be a hell of a matchup, though. This is this, like if it's if it lives up, if it lives up to the hype, this might be a match of the year candidate. I, I would I would say my over under is four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Oh, at least. At, least. at the, at the very least. At least four and a half for me. I'm going to go higher. Let's let's all watch together, folks. Join me on that watch along as well as Battle of the Belts, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll see who else will join me, but at least it'll be me. So there you go. Uh, a couple of final predictions here. Nick Jackson saying Filthy Tom's going to get the win over Nagata. Ash Nash going for Suzuki over Ishii. Same with the Negro Buck. He says Moxley for the win. Can't wait to hear that Death Rider theme again. Yes, we get the Death Rider theme. No wild thing here. Uh, Ace saying Mox for the win. Ash Nash says Moxley. John Moxley <laughs> is going to beat the living hell out of Will Ospreay. We also got Vicentia saying I'm Mark for both, but agree about the balance Suzuki needs the win, and then he's going. Uh, Frantic World's going for Mox for the win. So two big shows. Going to be a lot of fun on the watch along and today tonight. And it's been a lot of fun with Romeo back to basics. Just two people on our True Hill Heat weekly podcast. I appreciate Romeo for joining me for filling in for Miss Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ. And you are always a busy man, whether it be here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, The Daily Slam on Fridays, or Fightful Overbooked on Mondays. Tell them all where they can find you, sir. Damn, it was just the two of us. We still went two hours. That's just the kind of chemistry me and SB3 have. What can we say? That's just what it is. Um, you can find me, True Heel Romeo, Twitter and Instagram, right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel uh, later on tonight. As I mentioned, join me for that watch-along. Um, on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel, True Rewind. Every week, this week, we are going over Clash of the Champions 1996, Hulk, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Monday, we got the Rated Raw Superstars, number 45, as Liv and Rhea take on Sasha Naomi, Austin Theory versus Finn Balor for the U.S. title, and whatever else may happen. Uh, who knows how drunk, drunk guy JJ will be this week. Tuesdays, NX3. By the way, we, we put out a video, the, the best of the year one NX3. It is 25 minutes of our best clips. Please watch it if you have not already. You will laugh plenty of times in those 25 minutes. Wednesday's Dynamite watch-alongs. We're definitely doing one this upcoming week. Looks like a good card. And uh, Friday's uh, 
I don't do anything Fridays. Oh, SmackDown. SmackDown review. That's why I forgot. Because it's SmackDown. I try to forget that I do SmackDown reviews. Uh, it's already up on the Daily Slam YouTube channel. Me and Josh. As Chrissy, of course, it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Chrissy Love. We love you. We hope you're having a grand old time this weekend. Yeah, she went on a weekend getaway. So don't worry, Chrissy Love. We'll be back with us next weekend. Joining the crew as we talk about... Uh, what we got next weekend? We got Impact Rebellion. We got GCW, the old me with the scaffold match between the Briscoes and Second Gear crew. Uh, to answer this question, why won't y'all do a live watch along with SmackDown and Rampage? They, they, they got, you know, Romeo, Josh, and Chrissy, they do the review over on SmackDown. I got my review over on uh, Sports Keto Wrestling. So we'll do that's watch why we... when they, when they like both have a really good card together, which. It's very rare. <laughs> very rare. Yeah, we, we had a good card for Rampage last night. Not a lot of things were announced for SmackDown. We would have done it, but we'll, 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 we, will, we will come back with a Friday Night Warriors when they really deliver uh, good cards for both shows. Don't worry, Ashwin. Yes. Ash, we'll do it just for you. But you can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. You'll find my written work at WrestleTalk.com, doing features, as well as news writing over there. You can also find me on the WrestleTalk Podcast YouTube channel every Wednesday. Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. UK with Sat E. Nyangi reviewing NXT 2.0. You can also find me on Fightful Overbook with Romeo on True Rewind with Drunk Guy JJ occasionally. He's like the Marcus Cash of True Rewind now. Um, you can also <laughs> find me on Fightful Overbooked on Fridays mornings, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time with Jeremy Lambert on FMC talking about the NBA. Check out our latest episode with our NBA playoff preview, as well as Degrassi Dudes at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Fridays where we talked about Saved by the Bell this week. Uh, you can find me on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel after SmackDown and Rampage. And, of course, here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel every Thursdays, 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time with Jimmy McAram 8. Ramble and every Saturday 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time with the True Hill Heat flagship podcast so uh, thank you all for joining us on this edition of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat 171, one final comment to feature here, you my boy Blue has been thinking about starting a discord so that we can all keep up with each other and watch along together when the gang is busy so by all means yeah yeah you my boy Blue if you want to take the lead there just make sure we're invited that's all I ask. Just make sure we're invited to it as well. We want to thank you all for joining us. Remember to drop a thumbs up on this video. Share with your friends. Subscribe if you are new to the channel as Harlem is ready for me to be out. This has been True Hill Heat 171 Battle Riot for Romeo. It is me. It is me. Your True Hill Phenom SP3. And we are signing off until next time. Peace, y'all. Like, comment, share, subscribe.